Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Good stats. This Week in League, tickets on sale now for the Arvo Gala, an epic celebration of the demise of a fucking lowlife. South American flair added to the next Rugby League World Cup as at least six Broncos now qualify for Colombia. The Rugby League player voted the best job in the world after Corey Norman gets paid to take drugs, have threesomes and sit on the sidelines. And we preview all the action for round 20 of the 2016 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 231 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Welcome to all our new listeners, and uh, thanks for stopping by. And we've been putting it out there saying, you know, if you're a new listener, give us a, give us a tweet or send us a message on Facebook, and we'll, uh, we'd love to yeah, give you a shout-out and that. And I uh, had someone this week. Uh, the Twitter handle is misanthropia, so at M-I-S-N. T-H-R-O-P-I-A uh, Michael said our new listener here holy shit I just listened to the cock and balls I watch segment snorted at work now I look like a dick thanks <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the, the welcome into the fold that everybody <laughs> that everybody receives welcome aboard sir so welcome sir yes um, uh, the mailbag uh Ma underscore Aaron said, uh, it's like Jason Taylor deliberately waited that extra day so it was announced just before this week in league recall. Hashtag trolling us, hashtag is on incline. Tigers on incline, really? Well, I mean, I dare say Robbie from the bench has probably been a, like, almost like a good thing. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe part of a catalyst and, you know, to the recent uh, run of uh, reasonable form from the Tigers. Mm-hmm. But, great. Maybe, maybe Tigers fans are such, so sick of his shit, I guess, that they... They just uh, yeah. I'm, I'm they wait to, for his demise. I've been able to get a clear consensus on uh, of, of the the Twitter Tigers fans. I know there's more than, than there are the, some uh, there are some uh, some valiant defenders of Robbie. Uh, but there are there are, my my opinion is from what I've seen that there's probably more of them. Well, most of them are kind of moderate, saying like, "Oh, you know, whatever's best for the club," that sort of thing, hedging a bit. Um, but there's definitely. A significant. There's, I think there's more the, that are sort of saying, "Oh, fucking, you know, he, he should be gone." You know, like, you know, so like it's, hate it's not him, like and there are other defending him. Yeah, it's not but like most people are in, a, in the meaty middle, if you will. There's so a couple I, on the burnt side. Is it like <laughs> <laughs> how burnt? Like past, past, put aioli over the top and a little masket burnt. Oh, there's something very, very burnt. Oh, oh fuck. Okay. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, call it, call it, call the fucking fire brigade. <laughs> yeah, okay. It shall take your life. It's like eating, it's like eating a fucking charcoal briquette. <laughs> um, One-Eyed Tiger, underscore. South's embroiled in rumours of infighting. Farrah's brother's a physio there. Coincidence? 
stash south is a new west stash south's in decline <laughs> and there you go there's a tigers fan that's obviously saying something that's uh <laughs> yep um aussie blackwell uh he sent us a couple of tweets and uh he got himself into the uh daily telegraph on uh it would have been tuesday monday was it tuesday yeah. What's today? Today, twentieth today. So it would have been Monday, and uh, that was after of a photograph of him during the Dragons game, and he was in the hill, you know, with the you know the guy with, guys with the banners and stuff yep. for the Dragons, the Dragons Army, maybe they're called, or maybe they're called a I don't know, a bucket of cunts. I, <laughs> I don't know. You know what it is? What? It's a group of people mm-hmm. that haven't taken that GST sign and rammed it up that fucker's ass <laughs> in what is it now? Fifteen years. How long has that sign long, been doing the rounds? I don't, I don't know, but I mean, how long is how long has the GST been like a relevant discussion 2000. topic? Well, yeah. Two thousand was was GST intro, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, even then, you know, how long does the sign last? Two years, really, realistically? I mean, it's not a day. It's a day to day conversation oh, in the election right. campaign, no, and then, then after is, the election campaign, that sign it, is bubble wrapped. Yeah, taken in the back of a fucking second hand Tarago to and from every game <laughs> in a Camira. Yeah. Fucking, that's what some George fans are. Sorry, Blackwell. <laughs> Except Blackwell's amazing because he got a ref, a ref's fault scarf picture. He seems to do it every year, to be honest. But he got a, a, a great <laughs> ref's fault picture, and and it really contrasts well because it's just red and white everything. It was great. And then and then you've got the green and gold in there, and it just stands out. You know, it stands out like a man bun. Uh, it's just incredible. And um, and then he had photos. He sent us photos as well with um, Yvonne Sampson and uh, Lockie and Joey as well with the yeah. ref's fault thing. So. Uh, great job, as always. You know, p- people, people like you are, are, are what makes this show really that sort of stuff. It's that's just, above all, love, love seeing it. Yeah, it's awesome. That's that's super super fan. Yep. Um, Griffin Dog, who the fuck snorts coke off a toilet seat? And that is in reference to the the Broncos extortioning. <laughs> the funny the funny thing about that extortion story is that. Um, all of the articles are like, oh, it's fucking terrible to be a rugby league player in this day and age because look what can happen to you. You get extorted and shit. Like, <laughs> don't, don't simulate fucking someone's dog in their living room. Don't snort coke off a toilet seat. Maybe, just maybe, if you're going to do that shit, because look, look, I like to party. Don't get me wrong. He's I'm a regular Venga boy. I am, oh, mate. The the Venga. I'm the. I am the fucking driver of the Venga bus, my friend. <laughs> but having said that, there's a time and place, and the time. Yep. The time is whenever you want. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The place though is not in front of fucking strangers who are likely to put it on Snapchat or or yeah. or do whatever or extort you with it. Basically. It's fucking rule one oh one. If you're gonna get fucked up, you do it with with your trusted circle or yeah or or a trusted circle that you know at least one of your trusted circle trusts. Yes. You know what I mean? Like a, you know the degree of it or something. But what you don't do is like I mean I'm I'm mixing a few stories together here. But like Mitchell Pierce, you don't just meet up with people at fucking Coogee Bay or whatever happened. Yeah, you're on the piss with you. Go yeah, come back to our place. Or, no. Or if you know that you're enough of a loose cannon to do that. Yeah. After six beers. Yeah. Then, then you make sure that you fall on your sword and say to you, you boys, "Don't leave me by myself." Yeah, you know, yep. no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. But it's something I've said about Broncos players for a long time. Yep, Broncos players' circles are too loose. Yeah, they're way too loose with their circles. Home invasioning their, their shit. <laughs> their circles are 
wide and flappy and just shit comes in and out of those circles at, at will. Um, if there's one thing they've never had, it's tight circles. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's because there's just, there's just this, like, well, I mean, we're talking about members. Like, yeah. the, the size of the members. Yes. That, 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 that thrust in and out of their circles. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, not conducive to a tight circle at no, all. No, it, it's not even like it's it's not even like you know the members have to have to really try hard to penetrate the circle. No, it's, they get in all too easily. Yeah. So. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, look, you know, Broncos fans. I mean, it might it might it might sadden you to know that this story was no surprise. Yeah. <sighs> It's. I will preface everything I say with allegedly, and I won't name any names. But the Broncos love the yayo. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. They know for that shit. Yeah. It's like they are. They're, they're Tony Montana in their fucking mansions. Yeah. The world is yours, fucking statue. Stands <laughs> up every day in Red Hill. And a mountain of cane sitting on their desk. <laughs> that's that's what it's like. Yeah. Um, Carmichael Hunt didn't fucking fall into that shit from nowhere. Right. Uh, so, hey, speaking of on drugs, I've been I've been authorised to, I can actually tell a story now. Yeah, go for it. This is a story I've been sitting on for a couple of weeks. But, um, Matt Lodge, what does that name mean to you? Do you, do you would you know anyone by the name of Matt Lodge? Matt Lodge. Yeah. He's a rugby league player from the West Tide. Well, first he was the rugby league player from the Melbourne Storm who allegedly threatened or maybe even punched Bellamy yeah, and got sacked right. yeah, the West Tigers. Yeah. Had the brother's cunt thing on his arm. Yeah. Went yeah, over to New yeah, York on yeah. a holiday, um, terrorised some tourists. Fuck, and I'd ran, completely forgotten about ransacked that. Ransacked someone's apartment and yeah, um, terrorised them for hours. Threatening to and murder them. Yeah, yeah. And looked like he was going to, he was looking like he was going to get some heavy, heavy jail time in the States. Very, very quietly was snuck back in here. Now, that's I'm still thing. not was exactly it? sure what happened. At last stage, they were trying, or the, the victims... They were trying, trying to do like a civil it. thing, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know yep. what's happened with that. But a couple of weeks ago, someone, uh, someone he was, I believe he's playing for like Blacktown or something now. Like, you know, yeah. lower, lower level sort of thing. He got sacked from the Tigers, of course. Which means by association, he's playing for Manly. Well, as of next year. Blacktown being their fairy club. He won't be playing at Blacktown next year. Well, really? <laughs> because two weeks ago, he came up and had a meeting with Wayne Bennett. Wow. And so you can talk about the hard line that Benny's shown with people like Gay Guy and that over the years. But Wayne Bennett, at his request, sought out a meeting with Matt Lodge with the view of signing him for the Broncos in 2017. Is that... I don't know what the outcome of it it was. What position does he play? Is he a second round? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Or is he prop? Second round, I don't know. So is that like origin coverage... I don't know. I, I don't know anything more about it, but um, yeah. But just hypothetically, yeah. yeah okay. Well, I mean, I, I honestly don't know because I mean, the one thing when you think about Wayne Bennett, well, there's a lot of things to think. But one of the things that he seems to be fairly consistent with in the course of his career is his. You're, yeah, you're on the straight strict, narrow strict where you're fucked off. Yeah. yeah. Admittedly, he does like projects, though. He does like you know saving. You know, he likes redemptioning players as well. But I thought, you know, Lodge is like a fucking... You're talking about Fluffy. That's a, yeah, well, that's one of them. Yeah, but I mean, that's his I'm, obviously... I'm not, I'm not sure he's a project as Wayne just saw the obvious daddy issues and... Illegitimate uh, son. Yeah. It's like fucking, he's like Jon Snow. He's like... The <laughs> 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 he's like... The, he's like... Uh, he's can, you imagine, can you imagine Wayne all, all sexy? 
you know, nothing fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like, you know, he was, <laughs> he was his real father, but <laughs> yeah, not that he was, I don't know, I don't know, you, you're you talking about some Titanic shit. <laughs> paint me, paint me like one of your Alhambra hoes, fluffy. <laughs> That's a fucking horrific, horrific mm. sight <laughs> that I'm seeing right now in my mind. Yeah, that... In my mind. That would be really unfortunate. And... that Yeah, fucking hell. Look, maybe it is that Wayne Bennett's seen that one prop is a Gen Y fucktard shoots his mouth off on social media. Did he ever unlock his account after all that? No. Wow. What a fucking pussy. Maybe Wayne just thinks that that's what all good props are these days. Yeah. Like, I understand, the, you know, the, the school of thought that says, you know, like a prop has got to have a little bit of a cunt in him, you know, but I mean, there's there's like, there's Clemmer firing up in origin and just giving a mouthful to his opposite but number, but then there's, then there's threatening female tourists telling him you're going to kill them. Like, re- <laughs> realistically, Wayne's called up the guy from The Shining. That's what he wants on his team. I, was, I, don't, he's, I don't know why he didn't get on the phone to Risden and fucking bring it's, up Marty Bryant. I mean, yeah. he's 140 kilos now, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, if you, I mean, if you want to get, if you want to lose cunt. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's... Um, I mean, why get the guy that said he was going to do shit? Why don't you get the guy that did it? And it, it... There would have to be some some other up-and-coming... Oh, it's got to be billion. I mean, maybe it's just because Wayne, like, you know, with the increase in the salary cap and everything, and like, Wayne was always, like, you know, not paying over 300 grand for a prop. Yeah. Now salary cap's gone up. That's, that figure's probably 500 now, and he's like, nah, don't care about inflation. Yeah. Do not pay it. Like, well, Wayne, you know, well, yeah, it, these it, are the options you have available to it, you. It could be that a guy with, with his back against the wall and, and no real chance anywhere else yep. is the perfect guy that Wayne can say to him, you're going to get four games a year, yep. tops. Yep. Um, unless there's injuries, you need to be happy with that. Yep. And uh, and we'll give you we'll give you minimum. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Also, I'm not going to bite at the hall installing the premiership winning attitude troll, Nate. <laughs> Clean hall, man. What a year he had in 2008 when Manly won the premiership by the, the, the world's largest margin in the history of the been Tremendous player, Glenn Hall, and he definitely did. I mean, like, look, Thurston, how, how many years did Thurston have on the tools in the Cowboys trying to bring something to that, that, that side? Many years. Far too fucking many. Man. Till one G Hall turned up. Brought a winning culture into the, into the squad. <laughs> and results were almost instantaneous. Um, <laughs> Spasmanort. Was it just me, or was Rab's creepy as fuck meeting the little girl on the footy show? It made me cringe like watching Farrah speak. Now, look, I didn't see the segment. I don't know how it played out on video, but I saw a photograph of it. And yeah, I agree. But it's just a, it's a single photo, and it was probably presented to uh, me as, as Exhibit A. Kind yeah, of, yeah, meant well, to be creepy. But again, it's you fucking hipster Rab's haters Someone, Someone break it down for me. Oh, fucking Look, I'm probably, I, I, agree, it's, I agree with you. I probably was creepy as fuck. I, I trust you, Spasmonaut. But <laughs> what's creepy about... A kindly old, fucking very red-skinned alcoholic man. (laughs) (laughs) If if I didn't know better, I would say that that was a cartoon special effect and it was made to look like she just said something that made him really mad. (laughs) Um, No, I, I think it wasn't creepy. It was just confusion. And he was just really, really 
trying to make out the the tone of her skin from that long distance to to, to find out whether he could pronounce. I'm sure, he was trying to see if he could if he could somehow suck her, her youthful essence out <laughs> to give him another couple of years in the box. <laughs> like, you know, like an outcast? Are you watching Outcast? No. Oh motherfucker! Um, Devonhead, private parts referencing. Referencing. I'm dead. Nice one. I didn't get anything back from Sam on that. Yeah, well, you know, Sam's a bigger fish to fry trying to organise a, a high a high dollar value sponsorship for this show with uh, Premier Footwear or you know, sports brand in the world. Yes. What, Nike? I said Premier. I didn't say fucking sweatshop wind. Did you say fil- Premier? Premier. Not Premier? <laughs> <laughs> I did say Premier. Fuck, you have gone Euro. I was, I was trying, I was, I was trying to throw a bit of France, bit of the, bit of the France in there, just to jazz it up a bit, even though they're German, I mean, we all know this. <gasps> My God, I kick you into an oven, How's it, just to show how German I can be. <laughs> Red Bull Raiders, fuckwit of the week should be a new segment, the player with the most at year's end gets a twilly for fuckwit of the year. Hmm. I mean, really, this show could be called this week and fuck with. I mean, that's that's pretty much our content. Um, but look, you know, twilly categories. There will be a, there's, a, there's a new one being proposed. I'll mention it in a little while. We'll get to it. Um, Frogmore did our Fight Club and Karate Kid references, amongst many others, are a reason to give Twill a listen. Oh, they also talk league. Thank you, sir. Um, Auto George. Well said, repara. Fuck them. As for your willingness for a paid menage a trois, be careful what you wish for, boys. <laughs> Hashtag man love. I don't remember the paid part. Are we getting paid? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, for, for say no more. That's it. Look, I'm, I'm not gay, but 20, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> exactly. And that's... Yeah. That, that, that phrase has been on this show before. Exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 it's always a catchphrase that we didn't invent. Um, heavy underscore Nova... Well, I uh, said I'm new to the podcast, listening to outdated and wrong in hindsight episodes, but enjoying the pub mate banter. <laughs> Hashtag something about X Factor. So, okay, you're listening to this year's episodes anyway. Interested to know how far behind you are. Maybe catch up in the off season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rather than listen yeah. to old stuff, but, you know. Uh, that's yeah. That's what that's what most people do. It's probably a good way to do it. Um, you, you'll find the podcast is far more enjoyable when there is actually the the potential, however small that is, that we're right. Exactly. When you listen to it after the fact that we proved beyond all reasonable doubt, that we just fucking know nothing. You know, it's, it's, it, it takes away the aura a little bit because most people don't remember. This is the thing: most people forget. They have a laugh at the time and go, "Oh, oh chuckle," then it's gone. Yeah, it's done. You, you don't remember it, and so they don't remember that we're wrong. But there's people like you that come through, <laughs> bringing up shit from the olden days, <laughs> like last week, the week before. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I was joking when I said Penrith were a top four side. Fuck off. <laughs> this week in X Factors, Shanta 86. There you go. Nathan Brown on the Market Watch podcast said he's looking for a few Rory Cost Jason types to rebuild Newcastle. Star Makers, this one, Star Makers. The, the This Week in Cost Jason account tweeted that Rory Cost Jason has been identified as Newcastle's number one recruitment target for 2017. And then said hashtag Newcastle in decline. Fucking relax, dude. It's this week. You're the this week in Cos Jason account. You got to stay in character. You got to talk it up as like you know you fucking like Newcastle for premiership you know 2017 or something like that. Um, ben R47. I think the Sharks X Factor is the annoying trumpet in the background. This that wasn't annoying in the Sharks game. You hear that shit. It's more annoying than the drums at South. Landrigan Mac. 
membership pack and straight out to a nation shirt turned up stoked I feel they'll give me real X factor at the pub they will they will certainly Jim Man Bear Pig put a poll out there on Twitter and uh the hashtag X Factor for Life hashtag the Jar TV Trophy the question was Twill Nation what other categories should be added to the Twillies best Twill overseas import is 0% mm. sex pest of the year 11% in decline award 11% X Factor of the year 78% <laughs> <laughs> Overwhelming, and of course that the, you know the, you love statistics. <laughs> so um, yeah, choke on that one, I guess. Uh, of course, uh, there could have been ten people in. Yeah, I was going to say, twelve what's people your, or what's your sample size. Don't just come at me and yeah. call statistics. Well, look, yeah, look. I mean, you know, sample size is not the point. The point is these large-looking percentages, <laughs> and this and this bar graph here that shows that fact that massively it's longer than the others. Um, See, that's a stats virgin. Stats virgins are swayed by by pretty graphs and well, that's just, it's large just, differences. It's like a it's like a two pump chump for stats. <laughs> that's all it is. It just it just takes less to get you there. <laughs> this week in Luke Dawn, um, good timing from the boys. They sent they sent the file through this morning. So um, and I like, oh, hope it's not too late. I said, like, oh, you know what? It's perfect because it's, we're going to try and set. We're we trying waited. to set up for Wednesday. Yeah, we waited. I, I, no, no, I, I didn't had do that. I'm, to do. I'm not. Yeah, I'm and not on the guilt, the guilt trip. So I yeah. had to fucking cancel. Oh, okay, fair enough. No, yeah. I don't no, no. have anything. No, to no, that's right. Wednesday seems to be a better night for us. Nice one, gents. Thanks for the intro. Tom and Mark here from the Super League pod to bring you this week in Luke Dawn. And we start, as always, on Thursday night. It was Hull FC 36, Hull Kingston Rovers 12. Back to the top for the black and whites as they brushed aside their local rivals for a third time this year. It was done without Frank the Tank, but Argarov was back to lead the team. It was ex-Titan duo Minicello and Michaels that put up the star showings, though, getting that white line fever all over again as both crossed for two tries. Marhe Fenua was another import impressing, with two try assists, along with his seven tackle busts and four offloads. Ah, good stats. It might have been a bit of a dead rubber, but there were points galore as Salford came away from witness with a 32 points to 24 victory. The thinking woman's favourite rugby league player, Justin Carney, bagged a try, thanks in part to the performance of centre partner Junior Sow. Whilst on the other side of the three-quarter line, young Londoner Mason Caton Brown grabbed a hat-trick for the middle eight-bound Salford side. Over in Leeds, it was 18 points to 16 for the resurgent Rhinos, who did it again, taking on top of the league and knocking them off their perch for a second week in a row. This time, it was My Wigan Boys, featuring debutant Frank Paul, the wrecking ball, on the wrong end of it. In a close and exciting game, Leeds showed flashes of 2015, with Watkins and Ablett key performers. Even even Cuthbertson did something good, briefly. For a Wigan side shown of star names, it was George Williams who offered, offered the most chance of a way back. But the big difference was a defensive effort from James Seguiaro ultimately proved that he doesn't need Corey Norman on the other side of his Eiffel Tower to get his tackle out. 
40 tackles, 125 metres on his home debut. Now, he might be the fifth highest scoring point scorer in Super League history, but it was a controversially waved away Pat Richards conversion that ultimately made the difference as Catalan lost a close one, 28 points to 30 at home against Wakefield. Missing Glenn Stewart and Todd Carnley certainly played a part for the Dragons, but take nothing away from the Cronulla B team. Coming to France and winning is no mean feat, even with the likes of Tinirawa Rona, David Vita, and more Tupus than a Samoan family reunion. On Sunday, uh, over in Huddersfield, it was 18 for the Giants, but 34 for St. Helens. Luke Walsh took time off his quest to conquer Castle Grayskull to play his first game in seven weeks and was the star of the show for St. Helens. Jordan Turner also showed Canberra fans a bit of what their reserve grade can look forward to next year with a crucial try just before half-time as the win sees St. Helens' hopes of an extra home game in the Super 8s stay alive. Probably the highlight real moment, though, came from the best on-field player for the Giants, manly reject Tom Simons, who was on the end of a spectacular off-the-cuff team try. And in the final game of the weekend, there was razzle-dazzle to spare and no shortage of gambles as Kurt Gidley and Chrissy Sandow steered the Warrington Wolves to a 42 points to 26 victory away at Castleford. With the Tigers marking the future immortal Luke Dawn's 250th Super League appearance, you'd have thought the Rugby League gods might have served up a Cass victory. But despite four tries from Denny Solomona and some barnstorming runs by Junior Moores, it was Tony Smith's men who would take the spoils in this the final game of the weekend. And that leaves the table um, with only one regular season round left. There's only one thing to be decided, and that's who gets fourth place in that extra home game in the Super 8 playoffs. It's between Catalan and St. Helens. The Dragons have a much better points difference, so a win at Witness on Sunday will see them finish fourth. But it could all be settled by then if St. Helens can't overcome local rivals Wigan on Friday night. Hawkingston Rovers lost to local rivals FC, sealed their fate in the bottom four. They joined Salford, Huddersfield and Leeds as the teams that will play off against the best from the Championship for places in next year's Super League. The winner of Hull KR and Leeds will come away with an extra home game in the qualifiers. Um, on Facebook, Corey Girdlestone said, The apprentice at work hates talkback radio, isn't a massive fan of NRL, hates listening to Twill. These facts made me buy a Bluetooth head deck for the work van to make him listen to it. <laughs> And I said, well, yeah, unlucky for the apprentice, you know, who's got no status and can't say shit about anything. The apprentice at work? What sort of work is this? Oh, I don't know. Find out. Corey Girlstone. Please, uh... Fuck. Please tell us what sort of I work. Don't know. Apprentice in your fucking work van. Yeah. What is this bullshit now that apprentices think they can have fucking opinions? Or even speak. Yeah. Like, you should count yourself fucking lucky. It's they- this PC society these yeah. days where they can't fucking just put a ball gag on him and throw him in the back with the tools well, that's what it comes know, down to at, at the very least roof him and staple his scrotum to the front seat of the van and then pretend <laughs> to crash or set it on fire so everyone has to jump out <laughs> and the biggest thing you've got to whinge about is listening to the fucking number one podcast on iTunes you'll love it then you ungrateful little hipster cunt he'll repent he um he then replies that I've even purposely saved the episode for days when we had an hour drive each day <laughs> That's why I love the two-hour-plus episodes. At the end, I say, we can finish this tomorrow, and I know it'll infuriate him all night. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thanks for listening, Apprentice, and, uh, yeah, enjoy. <laughs> 
Um, membership stuff. Uh, shipments going out daily, basically as quick as I can pack them. Um, the first batch that went out were the people who bought straight out of Tool Nation shirts because they had to wait a while for those. Um, Unfortunately, some of them so- were opened by customs when they, they saw it was rugby league merchandise coming out of Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, I'm just working my way through pretty much by size. So... Uh, the, the huskier gentlemen will probably be the last ones to arrive, unfortunately, but we'll see how we go. Um, it was very easy to get through the small category because I believe we sold one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are we? Um, Landrigan Matt again. Love these members packs. I found an issue with my members pack. The included undefeated cock ring is fractionally large and has caused me chafe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you jest, sir. Um, I think that's a bit, yeah, just uh, a bit of patience on the, on the these, they're quite fucking time-consuming to send these fucking things out, I've discovered, and uh, I love the growth, I love the growth in, in the member base and everything like that, but, oh, yeah, it's quite it's quite a mission to send it all out, so, um, patience, and you'll get them very it's soon. Indie operation. Exactly, exactly, indie operation, um, I would I would love to hire some uh, Asian labour, but uh, I don't live at Kimura, so... <laughs> don't leave it good enough so I, don't, I just don't have access to that news okay um, the first story and this one kind of happened pretty shortly after the episode came out last week, but it would be um, a terrible thing for our show not to acknowledge its passing. The grand final glory of 2014 seems an eternity away for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, whose forgettable season has continued with the sacking of Kirisom Ava for a breach of the NRL drugs policy. The Premiership Centre has now become the second player to be given their marching orders in the space for a few days at Redfern, with another problem child, Paul Carter, sacked on Tuesday after missing training following a weekend bender. South announced the news on Thursday afternoon, so there you go. It was probably you know, like the day after we released it. After Avar had faced the Rabbitohs board earlier in the week, the Samoan-born 24-year-old did not return a positive test for an illicit substance, but was still found to have contravened the rules set out in the NRL policy. Rabbitohs management had the rights to terminate his contract and did just that, ending a tumultuous run in the Cardinal and Myrtle for Avar, who leaves the grand final ring, but his reputation in tatters. And, of course, he's lucky to even have a fucking position yeah. that he did have to win a premiership after... Well, domestic violence, but what did he do? He like, threw his missus into a roller door or something. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Some crazy, crazy shit. Uh, our position's always been that, you know, he never should have been back, and now he's gone, and you would assume that... You know, never say never. Redemption seems to happen for even the most undeserving, but it's a, it's a, it's a difficult path for him to find his way back, you would think, into a club, in a real club. Yeah. Um, good riddance to bad rubbish. Exactly. But get get the standard one out of the way. It's still fairly fucking infuriating that after domestic violence, you're welcome back into a club, yet for contravening a drugs policy, no, that's too much for the NRL. Yep. Um, does it actually say what he did? Was it refusing to give a sample or... They just said, they said it was found as who've contravened the rules, so I'd love to know, and I couldn't actually find anything. Well, it said he hadn't returned. Yeah, so it wasn't a positive test, so it's something that... Um... Is it refusing to give or... Or, you know, anecdotal evidence that, like, he was out on it or something. Yeah. I don't know. Regardless. In any case, it would have had to be pretty... Whatever it was they had, it would have had to be pretty strong because, you know, at the end of the day, sacking a guy... Yeah. ...is is a pretty, you know, drastic measure to take. 
So, yeah, very curious as to what he actually... Yeah, I'd, what actually I'd, be interested, I'd be interested to see who made that decision. Um, because to get rid of two players... In a um, season when you're um, not going that great... Yeah, and, and, and it's not like they were world beaters, but um, it's it's still a big thing, like you said, to, to get two out of your, your top team. Um, but, you know, again, good on South. No one's bigger than the game. The Parramatta Leagues Club board will be sacked and a temporary administrator installed after the state government intervened in a bid to return stability to the embattled club. An independent liquor and gaming authority meeting decided it had enough evidence to remove the board and empower Deputy Premier Troy Grant to to appoint an administrator. Max Donnelly of Ferrier Hodgson will take control of the club. The timing of when he'll take over is not yet clear and expected to remain in place until all investigation into the club's dealings are finalised. The club's board had ceased to be effective as a governing body according to the state authority. Authority. The decision by the government follows the club's moves last week to appeal some of the penalties for salary cap breaches handed down by the NRL, as well as a decision to block an extraordinary general meeting on legal grounds that was proposing to overthrow the board. Mr Grant said today's decision was the right one. This decision is not one that would have been taken lightly, however it now means Mr Donnelly can immediately begin the process of cleaning up and restoring the Parramatta Eels to a functional and effective club for its members and fans. It is in the best interest of the club, the league and fans of Parramatta Eels to draw a line under this saga and restore confidence in the club's administration. The authorities' decision enables a new staff of Parramatta Leagues and I congratulate its fans who have continued to support the club through this period. Mm. Good. Yeah, again, fucking had it coming. good outcome. And it just keeps getting worse because now there is like a task force set up to investigate all this shit like on yep. the basis of the fraud and everything like yep. that. And did you see the article, was it yesterday, saying that they set up that um, that thoroughbreds equivalent, I can't remember what they call it, like the Premiership Club or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. They spent, that, there was actually an organisation that was set up that so that it was, you know, had, what, had operating an costs and, and a- things like that. Lost 300000 it, it, it spent $300,000 in its time of existence, and the only TPA it secured was a $30,000 one for foreign. So they spent three hundred grand to get to find thirty for foreign. <laughs> See, the- it's just like the most paramatterist thing. <laughs> what, what this points out to me more than anything, though, is how far behind the NRL is in, in many aspects but especially in the ownership of the clubs. Yep. Like, for for a professional sporting organisation who... And you can say what you want about the heritage of the game or where it came from, but yeah. in the modern world that we live in now... It's a business. It's a professional sporting organisation that is owned by a glorified bistro and pokey room. Mm-hmm. Yep. That in, is, in some cases, like, you know, in the, in the cases of the ones that are... In the cases that way, yeah. there's, there's no standard... Yep. Around how a club's operated, yep. managed. Um, you know, you look at this. It was the state government that had to step in. Yeah, but under they had, the liquor laws. Yeah, they had the authority on liquor laws. Yeah. Um, there's there's no control by the governing body. Yeah. You know, again, we bring up the example of the uh, the racist owner in the yeah, NBA. The Clippers, yeah. Um, and they, they're forced by the NBA. Yeah, you got to you have to sell this car, yeah, franchise. Yeah. So you have. These are the conditions you sell by this date. This date, we're not going to stop you getting fair market value, mm-hmm. but th- these are the conditions because we we own your involvement in this club. Um, I'm a little bit saddened that I've seen no talk around that and actually professionalising the ownership of the clubs um, where, you know, you, you talk about the, the fans all getting together to hold meetings to, to vote this. That's all good and well. Um, but but it should be that your members are the supporters of a club, 
uh, and that the club has its own properly governed, properly operated entity controlling it. Yep. And with the Eels fans, like, rewind to March. Yeah, if you, you know, you feel bad for fans when they... Yep. Yeah. But at this point, after week after week, day after day, these new stories come out. And honestly, I think at a certain point, you've made a choice to continue to support this club. <laughs> it's, there is a moment that's, that's passed where it's become a choice. And, you know, the storm might have been worse overall. However, it all came out in one day and then it was just yeah. like dealing with the washout. This has been like, they get punished and then more and more shit comes out. They should not be playing for points at all. I don't understand why. The, and I was like, oh, well, we fucked up here. Like, we went off too we early. Keep, we keep finding yeah. more and more shit, so we need to, you know, throw more and more punishment on there. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, it was effective in the sense that it seems to have knocked them out of finals contention now in conjunction with, you know, other, other losses they've had. But still, they didn't yeah. know that. Tell you so, what, though, you know, in a world where Kieran Foran's mentally stable and yep. Corey Norman's not doing bumps and fucking hoes. Yeah. Are they that far out of finals contention? Well, no, they wouldn't have been because, I mean, that's that's a lot of games they missed with those guys. Yeah. I mean, that's like you know, half a dozen games they yeah. missed with, you know, with so the NRL probably dodged a fucking bullet on this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, would, they probably would have made it. Mm. Yeah. Um, where are we? The draw for the 2017 Rugby World Cup, Rugby League World Cup, has been officially released with the Kangaroos to take on England, France and Lebanon in the pool stages. A bumper clash with England in Melbourne will kick off the tournament with the match against France to take place in Canberra before their final pool match against Lebanon in Sydney. With 11 of the 14 qualifying nations already locked in, the tournament organisers have adopted the same pool method as the 2013 tournament. Sydney will host just two matches with Lebanon playing England and Australia at the at uh, Allianz Stadium. Uh, Brisbane has fared far better with the semi-final and the final, as in the 2008 tournament. Mm-hmm. All of New Zealand's pool matches will be on home soil, while Melbourne will host two matches. The tournament opener between England and Australia and a quarter-final. The Rugby League outposts of Perth and Darwin will also host matches with Darwin allocated a quarter-final, and Auckland will host the other semi-final. Yep. Look, that's fine. I mean, I know there's a lot of talk about Sydney only getting two games and that, you know, sort of crappy pool games. Um, but it's, it just seems like the New South, Go- New South Wales government's really dropped the ball and not, you know, put in a, a reasonable bid or, or, or guarantee yep. of support and things like that. Yep. So, you know, organisers want security. They want, you know, they want things fully backed. So if you're not going to do it, then shit, if Darwin, if, you know, Northern Territory government or whoever's up there, you know, yeah. doing deals, good on them. I mean, they've got a good game up there. Yeah. And, you know, it's good to spread the word a little bit. And I don't mind internationals, especially things like, you know, World Cup games. Spread them around. You know, and where, the, where it's not too difficult for travel and, you know, that sort of things. Do we know if the governing body understands where Darwin is and what the climate is there? That time of year could be pretty fucked up, right? Yeah. Because this is going to be, what, like October, November? Yeah. yeah so, oh, yeah, pretty hot up there. Well, <laughs> let's hope well, that it's not where a quarterfinal of Australia, <laughs> Australia playing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I love I love the uh, the idea of a semi-final and final and, and final here. I, I'll try and get along to both of them. Yeah. Um, I should be, we should be able to get along to both of those. Um, I remember I did that in 2008. I missed a mm. semi because I was on my honeymoon, I think, but we got home in time for the final. And that was after, obviously, Manly's amazing grand final and Billy Slater fucking just tanked the game like through that fast straight. <laughs> I don't remember who's... I just remember... Oh. I remember just laughing my ass off because I remember there were six Manly players in Australia so I was like... And I was just ticking through my head going, thank fuck. He had a good game. He had a good game. He had a good game. And just laughing at Billy Slater. It, um... You know, for... To take rugby league to, to places like Melbourne and, and Perth, you know, Darwin's got six people in it. I, I don't know about that, but... 
Um, yeah, but they well, you know, they, they support they support the eels when they go up there and things. I'm, so, you know, it's good. I'm happy for it to be, you know, games like Australia versus England played in Melbourne. That's going to draw a crowd. Yeah, and that's a, like a, a more um, traditional, in air quotes, you know, sporting yeah, destination sort of place. Exactly. So, uh, no, fine by me too. Yep, I'm all happy with it. Um, and we had our old mate, your mate, Corey Payne, CEO of your wife, having a bit of bitch saying, oh, we we're going to yeah. do this and that, and we we're going to, you know... I, yeah, look, I, I think it's unfortunate. Um, obviously, the the greater Penrith area, you know, um, could have done with a couple of games. They've, yeah. they've upgraded their facilities out there. He made a very good point that over, over 40% of the juniors are of um, Polynesian heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in a perfect world, yeah, okay, th- those kids could have seen the countries that, that their heritage stems from playing a World Cup match in their own backyard. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't think that not being there is going to stop any kids from playing rugby league. No, and they'll get they'll get to Allianz anyway. Like, yeah, exactly. let's face it. I mean, those games I don't think they'll sell out anyway. And if they don't, yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, talk to your government. See what didn't, they didn't value it enough. If um, if there's any Twill Nation members down there that are smart, I'll be talking to the local councils about setting up a, a pop up HSP stand. Fucking oath. That that would have been that would have been the 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 best thing about having them out in the west. Yeah, they just piece of everybody. But, uh, yeah, can we Get can we start kickstarting? Yeah, a, a Twill Nation HSP truck. <laughs> what you do? You just need to set up like you just need to set up the truck and then have it staffed and everything. Just like set up with like King Kebabs from Campbellton yeah. or something, and then yeah, and uh, just partner with one of those guys. But then we'll do that. We'll we'll do a, we'll do a reality show of us in the van with a Broncos player. <laughs> Following the World Cup on the road, it'll be, like, and... be like Dumb and Dumber meets Scarface. <laughs> oh, tremendous! Oh, where are we? Oh, State of Origin, of course. It'll head to Perth for the first time in 2019. Yep. The NRL announced the game two of the 2019 State of Origin series will be played at the new Perth Stadium. Mm. It will be the first time, barring the 1987 exhibition match in LA, that an Origin match has been played outside the eastern states of Australia. Todd Greenberg said Origin was the game's greatest showpiece event and deserved to be showcased to a new market. We saw Melbourne embrace State of Origin in 2015 and we expect Perth to do the same in 2019. By then, Perth will have a state-of-the-art facility which will be a fitting new venue for the biggest sporting event in the country. Taking Origin to new venues has huge benefits for the game. It grows the game in other markets and showcases our premium product to a new audience. I'd like to thank the Western Australian Premier Colin Barnett and the WA Government as well as Tourism Western Australia for showing such enthusiasm for State of Origin. So um, this obviously was in conjunction with um, you know, the Manly game over there at NIB on the weekend, the Festival of the Boot. Yep. And uh, and yeah, on October 15, Australia playing New Zealand at NIB, and that'll be the first rugby league test match that Perth has, uh, has hosted. So if rugby league normally kicks off State of Origin at, what is it, 9 o'clock? Uh-huh. Does that mean it kicks off at 7 o'clock here? Or isn't it, isn't it there? Seven, is it, or whatever whatever time is there to, to yeah, hit, sorry. To hit is, our time? Yeah, is, yeah. It still, is it still going to kick off at 9 o'clock here? Or well, It's like 8 o'clock here, isn't it? Is it kick 8 o'clock? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a two-hour time difference. It, it, it's, like, it's like, yeah, yeah. But so they're going to put it there at 6 o'clock there? there. Yeah, that's, that's uh, no problem. I don't think. Yeah. Look, I think it's a fucking terrible idea, to be perfectly honest. It, <laughs> Maybe that's not what people expected to hear from me. But I think State of Origin 
is the toughest fucking contest. And State of Origin is not about growing the game. State of Origin is about Queensland against fucking New South Wales. And yeah. preferably in front of people, fans who have a fucking stake in that outcome. Being New South Wales or Queensland-based fans. Well, Test matches and stuff, by all means, fucking throw them out there. Throw club matches out there. As many as you like. I don't give a shit. But State of Origin, man, it's, it's Queensland versus New South Wales. So and, it's going to be a Queensland home game. Get you get your fucking AFL game between adult, between South Australia and and Victoria. They're like their poxy, you know, version of State of Origin, and play it at the Gabba. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. nobody. Exactly. Nobody gives a fuck. And it's Expats. also because because it's a shit sport, and also because you know no one gives a fuck. Yeah. Anyway, you're, you're going to get guys who move you know from from the eastern states to work in WA in mining. They're going to give a fuck. But yeah, but they're you know not, they're not going to sell that place out. You get annual leave. Organise your swing so you're in Sydney or Brisbane. Fuck. It's not rocket science. Oh, no, yeah. But yeah. You know, in, in the same way, you're saying, yeah, that, okay, yeah. the final's up in Brisbane. We'll go see the final while it's here. Yeah. If you moved out of New South Wales or Queensland five years ago to go and work on the rigs, yeah. then, yeah, fuck yeah, state of origin. Love Maybe you're great, great for those guys, but that's not growing the game, exactly. is it? All that, all that exactly. is just you know catering to, people, to expats. Um, um, so, look, I think it's, it's, great for, it's great for Perth to get it. But I also don't... I mean, it's definitely the toughest, but I don't know if it's like the showcase. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's like a show... Like this series yeah. showed... It's, it's really settling into a formula now where it's very defensive. Yep. And, and, and has, yeah, it has been And years. it's tough and all that sort of thing. But I don't know if you... Like, you know, I don't know if you're growing the that game too much game, if you've got like a 6-4 result. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The first game yeah. was close to a soccer game. Yeah. Whereas, if you know rugby league and love rugby league, you can see everything that's happening off the ball. And yeah, sure. You can see all of those little things happening. But, you know, it, it's it's like when I sit down and watch a, a game of soccer. You know, four minutes in, I want to kill myself. Yep. There's, there's just nothing going on yep. that I can relate to. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, like my, my opinion is like the test match is beautiful. Send him a couple, yep. you know. That's I, it. I wouldn't even care if you if you really upped the amount of uh, pool matches and stuff that were yep. hosted over there. Host a pool over there, you know. Just, I don't know. Well, what what I don't get is they've every single time it comes up. Yeah. They deny that Perth's getting a team. Yeah. Every single time it comes up. Yeah, they're really like yeah, they're, they're really like, paid no, away, there's, there's no expansion plan for Perth. Perth's yep. not getting a team. It's yep. not it's not on the plans. Yep. Yep. If there's another team. It'll probably be a Queensland team. Perth's never happening. Yep. Then, you know, what are you just trying to grow it for for TV audiences? Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Trent Slats with the tweet of this one said, uh, "I know this year's Origin series wasn't great, but sending them to Perth seems drastic." <laughs> <laughs> This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips, news, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Uh, had a tweet from at Angry Stink. He said, I was at the park on Sunday, and literally hundreds of people were like me and keeping up with the, up to date with the game on the app. And he tweeted that to us and Sportsmate. So, fantastic effort there, Kerem. No. Fucking retard. They weren't doing that. They were all playing fucking pokey go. <laughs> and you're the creepy fucking old cunt walking around inside a group of kids with well, your phone out too. I'll tell you, 
went 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 and I spent some time doing Pokemon the other day. Really? Yeah, did the did the school drop off, dropped um, dropped a little one off to kindy, and then uh, the, the dad dad of one of uh, my son's mates, <laughs> he's uh, he's a uh, manager in EB. And, he, and I'm like, oh, I think I might go play some Pokemon. He's like, yeah, let's do it. So we <laughs> went, down, went down to the beach, played some Pokemon. Nice. It was very interesting to just just kick back and just observe the, the culture and like the environment. All the younger people and everything, it was great. And everyone playing Pokemon, they're helping each other and like going, you know, I saw this thing over there, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Very friendly and great. And then you'd get like old people shuffling through the, the area where all these poker stops were where people are playing and it's like uh, and it's, you can just hear them just rack and rack and rack and rack and rack and, can and you get, cyclists uh, come through and they're like going oh you know, how long will this fad last and my mate's gone oh, yeah, probably about as long as fucking wearing spandex and cycling wearing spandex is tighter than your skin and cycling so can can the Pokey Go app give you stats? yes really? Well, I can give you stats on like yeah. Well, your Pokemon's like you know their battle, how how powerful their moves are. No fucking statistics, not <laughs> stats. <laughs> you want stats, not statistics. No, you want you want stats, not statistics. Yeah, fucking walking virginity. <laughs> well, well, I mean, what sort of stats do you want to know? I don't know. Meters gained, tackles made. Well, they do tackles have, attempted. They do have the meters gained. Anything to do with rugby league. Well, no, it doesn't have any rugby league because it's not called rugby league go. It's Does called it Pokemon have go. In-app purchases, um, probably. So probably basically, you're saying that Pokey Go is a soul-sucking, <laughs> socially retarding money pit. I think it's actually when the opposite. Sportsmate is completely free. Yes, indeed. And gives you far more interesting stats. Hey, I'm not going to turn this into I'm not going to turn this into Pokemon Go. You're the one that was expands your footy brain. You're the one that called out at Angry Stink on Twitter and you basically called him a fucking you called him a retard, I think. I think you called him a fucking retard. Yeah. And and I I want to extrapolate that and you also probably said he was a liar. And when he was just saying a mere observation that he was at the park I'm sure and hundreds he, of people were using legal eye from Sportsmate. I'm sure he to keep up with the game. <laughs> but Make the smart choice <laughs> and educate yourself on your rugby league while you're playing with your iPhone instead of throwing your iPhone at little furry things. Throwing your iPhone at little furry things. I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> it's going to get very expensive for you. I'm not talking about in-app purchases. <laughs> oh, good stats, though. Mm, great <laughs> and, uh, stats. And shout out to Sportsmate for continually humouring <laughs> some of the retards that tweet them with utter horseshit. Gee, they're getting pretty pretty specific and, and granular on the stats that they're requesting. So um, I do apologise. Should you tackle three of the 1987 grand final? They've had to put an employee on that basically just has to work the three. Oh, fuck, here we go. It's another one of these tool nation gongs <laughs> coming in with some stupid stat they want to know about shoelace yeah. colour in fucking 1974. If, if you if you go on to seek.com, Sportsmate have got a job up job thing up there called the uh, the Yarnus Relationship Manager. <laughs> and of course, search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play and download League Live today. Uh, the recaps, just quickly, we, we can't go any further without talking about the third Origin game last week after we did our show, where the mighty New South Wales Blues defeated the Queensland Maroons 18 points to 14. One in a row. 
the tries of Tyson Frizzell, Andrew Fafita, Michael Jennings, fancy Michael Jennings Jeez. being the guy to get the try to win a game after losing, <laughs> bombing so many tries. Maloney, two of two conversions, and Gallon lined up. The the, cap, the the captain courageous, the champion, the legend, kicked the goal, got on the scoreboard. Uh, the Queensland's points came from tries to Inglis, Cooper, and Boyd and Thurston, uh, one of three conversions, huh. and one of which was the craziest trick shot that you could never fucking... I mean, even if he ever tried, he could never do it again. There's a couple of times at the end of some Origin matches where I swear to God, Thurston's mum's got a sneaky 50k <laughs> on a Queensland loss. There's been a couple of times where I was like, yeah. oh, that, that's uncharacteristic with a very, very close score. Um, it, the, the first talking point that always came out of this one was the refereeing. Uh, and lots of Queenslanders fucking ref faulting big time. I'm not sure that, that all of the penalties were were not soft, and there were a couple for, for that bullshit crowding thing that they do now. Don't talk to me. me off. Don't talk to me about crowding. Um, <laughs> but I think one, one of the determining factors was that Queensland played almost this entire game as if it was being refed the same way games one and two were without reacting or changing to what the referees were doing. Yep. Now, in every single game, you get to have a different interpretation of how long you can stay in a tackle, how long you can work a player over. Uh, and there was some big criticism of that from both teams doing it in the first two games. Um, I was happy more than anything that um, Matty Moylan didn't disgrace himself because yeah, I guess he didn't there was a lot himself. of fucking unwarranted hate for that kid. There's a lot of unwarranted praise for that kid coming from fucking Perm on Twitter during the game. And I know like half of it was tongue in cheek because he was just like, he was trying to, he was trying to highlight everything allegedly bad that Tedesco did and yet, and amp up everything oh, apparently good no, that Moylan look, did. James Tedesco made lots of meters. But Fuck, he, he made, he made five more meters in game three than Tedesco, than, than Moylan did combined in the entire series. Yeah. And two of those games were from fullback. But he also bombed three obvious tries by not passing the ball. He didn't bomb them. I yes, mean, he, he did. He, he could have murdered them. He, he, he could have passed the ball and it might have been something, but it was. Fuck off. Who's you on know, the end of it? You know Blake what? Ferguson? You know yeah, what? you're going to tell me that, that was a guaranteed try? It's like trying to sort out if it was a penalty try or not. It was a fucking guaranteed try. He murdered them so fucking bad. Angela Lansbury was in the fucking stands looking at him with Columbo coming out the backside. <laughs> I fucking know it was you, Teddy. Um, but I wish I'd seen that episode of Columbo. Where he's just fucking, <laughs> you motherfucker. You, <laughs> you bombed a try. I know you bombed a try. Um, but it was the kid's first fucking state of origin game. Yeah, so, it was incredible. Yeah. Great, great debut. Great I, debut. And I think you'll hold that position for many, many years to come. But Provided the biscuit guys are on his side. What I'd like to put out there is, you know, it it is possible that you can like Tedesco and Matt Moylan as well. It is possible. That's you, true. You don't have to be this fucking extra salty salt and vinegar cunt. Agreed. Um, I you, agree. You don't have to drag one down to raise the other. I would agree. You know, so... Uh, Maybe more people should be like that. Look. You know, don't be so fucking hipsterish and hate. Yeah, I, mean, I still think more than he had an average at best game. He just had a game in which he didn't disgrace himself, and because he wasn't put at the back, he obviously didn't have the the you know, the glaring errors and, again, and having, lack of effectiveness. Having a game where you don't disgrace yourself, having that be the first professional game that you've ever spent in a position in. <laughs> 
the toughest <laughs> example of the sport in the world is a little bit more of an achievement than than um, than lots of people give him. And that low bar is why New South Wales keep losing. Yeah, exactly. Um, it it's fucking. I frizzle my genius. <laughs> Good as frizzle though. Like, dude's third third choice, fourth choice in um, game two due to injury and the rest of the fuckery. Apparently, Gus was talking to him too. About what? Coming to Penrith. Oh, fuck off. Yep. Fuck out of here with that yeah. shit. He will want to come to a fucking winning side, but I mean, Penrith aren't exactly demonstrating too much of that, are they? Hey, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure there's other sides that oh, could no, chase him on. and get him. That's fucking James Tamau that's coming to Penrith. You already got fuck. him. He's already signed. Yeah, I know. What are you talking about Gus talking to him? He, yeah, talking to him when he signed him like a fucking two months ago. Yeah, you know. <laughs> he's, just, he's, he's just dropping breadcrumbs. Oh, okay. He's dropping breadcrumbs. You got a touch of the rabs about you then. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no. I was about to say that we got the wrong JT. Little spotted fucking but, uh, demented. <laughs> Gus just said to somebody, "Get me JT from the Cowboys." <laughs> Didn't specify. They'll do good, boss. They'll do good. You dumb bastard. <laughs> the cunt signed a contract, hasn't he? Yeah. Yep. You used are. the signature stamp I gave you, haven't you? <laughs> yep. Oh, they hired the guy from the Titans, did they? <laughs> Look, you know, it was great, and it was it was, it was great to see a win. I mean, you know, it sort of erased some of the you know some of the awful taste of the series um, to finish that way, and also to do it like Queensland esque, you know, in the last two the minutes last of the game, sort yeah. of thing. That was great. Um, Aaron Woods, fucking <laughs> his try post try celebration was all time. Yeah. He shall never live it down. Uh, Speaking of Aaron Woods, yep, who should be our captain next year? Oh yeah, the guy that's not Aaron Woods. <laughs> It's got to be fucking someone, right? Have we learned our lesson yet? I understand that. I understand there's a youth, you know, the youth policy and things like that seems to be coming through. But it doesn't mean you have to make a young, <laughs> young ass dude the captain, though. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be more experienced dudes that can, you know, do the job. I'm just wondering what, who would be. Yeah, I, Jared Hayne, maybe he can be captain. Yeah, th- there's a question. Twill Nation, who, who's the next New South Wales captain? Uh, one thing I would really like to see us do, and someone that hasn't learned from fucking Robbie Farrow, <laughs> that'd be good. <laughs> Fuck. Um, why is it that Queensland have this emerging Maroons team? And is it eight years now, nine years that they've had that program? Oh, I'm the not sure how long, but yeah. A long ass time. A long ass time. What does New South Wales have that's even comparable to that? Uh, I just shrugged for people who can't see what we're doing. Yes, right they, <laughs> they, they have one developmental player each year. Yep. And that position is so well respected that this year in game three, said developmental player told them to go fuck themselves and went back and played for his club. Mm-hmm. But that, that I think that's a lot of the reason why people go into that Queensland squad and don't look out of place. Yeah, yeah, sure. Can you remember a, a first game for a Queensland player where they've gone in and looked really bad or had a, had a Moylan-esque game? Yeah, not really. You know? If these New South Wales players had been playing together had been in and out of, of exercises and runs with the origin team at times yeah um, it'd be a completely different story can you imagine if Tedesco and Moylan had been running around together um, yeah for, you know, for a couple a year of weeks time, a year yeah, yeah, yeah. you know for two years yep can you imagine if um, the, the right edge of Ferguson and Dugan had actually played any games in those positions together. Could you imagine if the right e- the right edge of Ferguson wasn't selected in the first place? Yeah, good point. <laughs> um, that would have been amazing. So, yeah, it was good to get a win. 
Um, hopefully next year we clean out all the useless cunts, and we've seen the back of a fair few of those uh, yep. those names. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think Queensland were too worried by that victory. No, but gee, weren't they? They weren't they fucking pissed off after? I think they were worried because I just think they're so they're so fucking up themselves now that they just it, ra- yeah. it rattled them to lose because they just don't they just hate it. And then the, they got all the salty thing about oh they didn't fucking pay respect to our fucking speeches and shit afterwards. When it wasn't like they left the field, they were just they were actually like talking to fans, mingling with fans. Was yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It, so and like uh, and like yeah, well guess what you dumb motherfuckers, the fucking yai yai yippee yippee retard anthem that you fucking have isn't the Australian team song either. So yeah. don't fucking talk about throwing respect away of people, yeah. you silly little cunts. Fucking yeah, that that song. <sighs> The only, it's the only. It basically they probably brought that song in because, you know, they they realised you know there's, there's always going to be guys like Billy Moore that just can't formulate anything more complex. Three syllables. Yeah. Give them some. Give them something they can bang their spoons Three against their fucking their heads. <laughs> uh, um, but our JKD tweeted and said, "If I hear a nincompoop, he's bringing that one back on Channel Nine, and say this is Origin, not a club game again. I'll scream. The rules of rugby league apply to Origin." Worst call ever from Joey, where he's like with that Simbin, where he's like, "Oh, that's not a Simbin." Yeah. Fuck up, Joey. Like, I, this, it, it seems now that the commentators, you get yeah. guys like Fatty who go full Gronk to Queensland, but yeah. it seems like guys like Joey and that they're just trying. It's almost like they go back too far the other way because they're just trying to fall over themselves not to be, not to be appear biased. to be biased yeah. towards the team that they play oh, for. And, uh, look, I think Joey's just passionate about state of origin. Like it, yeah. it meant something to him. Yeah. Um, but just as a correction there. There's no such thing as the rules of rugby league. There are NRL rules. There's different rules for international games. Yeah. You go and play in Super League, there's different rules. Yeah. So, unfortunately, there's no just rules of rugby league. In terms of professional... I mean, there's, the, the variations are very minor. Oh, yeah, but there's no rules of rugby league. Well, no, but I mean, you tell me that rule's different across the board. Well, you can throw punches in Super League. You don't get automatically sent off. Wasn't sent off for a punch. Yeah, I know, but I'm That's just saying... That's what I'm saying. I'm, sa- I'm talking about stay on subject. No, I'm saying stay- in that tweet, he says rules of rugby league. There's no such thing as the rules of rugby league. Well, you know what? I think there is rules of rugby league. I mean, it's just like there, there, there are rules to, to other sports that, that vary across things, but I mean, still the basic rules. Right now, you sound like someone going, look, you know what? I really think there is a God, because I believe there is. No, there's, there are basic rules. There are, there are basic rules of rugby league. Tackle counts and things like whatnot, you know, those sort of things. Yeah. Passing forward. And, you there, know, no, no, there is no such thing as the rules of rugby league. There's NRL rules. And you know what? Go There's through all the national rugby league uh, rules. They're not play. They're not playing. Being played under that rules. Play under no, any no. rules you want. Yeah. And that that rule. What the ruling that got him sent to the fucking Zimbabwe is oh, standard across yeah, the no, board. One hundred percent across I'm, the board. I'm not arguing that. It's that not like it was. Bit. It wasn't like a punch thing. It wasn't yeah. like something where there's some yeah. random, you know, difference in fucking Botswana. Fucking rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? Why does the ref have a hand grenade? Oh, this is Chechenian rules. <laughs> um, but what, what I'm getting to is, it, it may not be such a bad idea to separate church and state. Well, you actually just say, like, fucking rugby league's like the purge. It's yeah. just like one, one guy a year and it's just a free-for-all. Oh, actually, I would love that because, you but, know, like, but there is something lost. In the punching. With the punching. Although, fucking, Fafita came out with, like, the rude awakening or like, hit him with a fucking RKO from, from nowhere. 
Yeah, that was um, that was a bit of a brain snap. That was really um, stupid. It was funny, and I loved it because it wasn't didn't happen to us. So. Yeah, exactly. So, and Queensland didn't score when he was sent off. Yeah, that's right. If, if they'd have scored one try, two tries when he was sent off, yeah, it would have been bad. Yeah, that that would have been. And his yeah, reasoning behind it seemed sound to me too. That he was defending like a you like, know yeah, like behind a defending Matt Moore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean like just defend just def- doesn't matter who it is. Like the fact that he you know he thought he saw someone you know, get the ball chucked at him. Can you, you know? imagine those two growing up together? It'd be <laughs> yeah. like that cartoon where there's the big dog and the little dog just skipping around it all the time. <laughs> he'd, just, he'd, be, he'd be free to be walking around and then with his pocket turned out and, <laughs> and Moore just holding his pocket walking around the schoolyard. That's what that's um, the relationship right there. But no, Moreland's his prag. I'd, I'd be I believe okay the terminology was. You know, there, there are different rules for different subsections of rugby league. I think it'd be a great idea if they had uh, yeah, state of origin, um, like ice hockey. Each each brawl, thirty second clock, get out of your system. You know, try try <laughs> different awesome. things. You know, um, if if you take out the the seven tackle sets, uh, yeah. After after a kick goes dead or yep. mark, does that change the way teams play state of origin? Does it take some of that conservative mm. attacking play out of it? It, yeah, um, hmm. <laughs> it's just like there is no such thing as a high tackle. <laughs> Shoulder charges are not only illegal but encouraged. <laughs> Punching at the, at the commencement of a uh, as, at, at a time the first punch is thrown, a thirty second shot clock will, will elapse, and they've got thirty seconds to punch onto their heart's content. You know what? I want to turn State of Origin on, and I want to be unsure if I've missed State of Origin or if Channel Nine's showing a rerun of The Running Man. <laughs> Like weapons will be will be dropped every ten meters down the sideline to be utilized by players during these thirty second windows of fighting. If a forty twenty kick is made, machine guns pop out of the goalpost and start firing at the opposition fullback. <laughs> so you take them too far. I mean, like I'm not we're talking about shooting anybody. We don't even want to get hurt. A rubber bullets, not a oh, fucking animal. <laughs> Jesus, man, this would be the greatest origin ever. How do we get this to happen? <laughs> How do we get this through the RLPA? <laughs> <laughs> On to the actual games themselves. Um, we had Friday Night Football. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans, 32, pumped St. George Illawarra Dragons, 12, <laughs> down at uh, Jubilee. Crowd of under 8,500. Um, pretty ordinary for Friday night, to be honest. The uh, Titans, 32, had a double to McDonald. McQueen, Pete, Mead, and Anthony Don also with tries. Tyron Roberts, 4 or 5 conversions. Ash Taylor missed with his only attempt. And uh, the Dragons, a double to Kurt Mann. And with it, 2 from 2 conversions. Hey, the, um, the, the Titans are probably the best example in the league this year of steady round-on-round improvement. Um, you know, they're not world beaters yet. They're not up there contending for premierships. But looking at where they started and how they started and and where they are now and the performances they're putting in, yep. the, you can see that they're they're conscious of doing the little things right. Yep. They're, they're still in that section of being consciously competent. Yep. It's not automatic for them yet. Uh, but they control this game really, really well. You know, the the young halves are, are playing well and after, you know, it was almost half an hour, they had close to 80% of possession. Yeah. And, and you're going to have to try very hard to lose a football game with control like that, if you can keep that up yeah. and respect the football for the rest of the game, um, the the whole team across the park seemed to be playing with a little bit more confidence. Um, you know, the the forward pack are all putting in behind Dalliem, certainty, Ryan James, 
Asterisk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they got guys like Pete's who look a little bit more at home yep. week on week. So let's you know not forget that this club's had some some additions. Yeah, fucking good ones. Though. I mean, it's all like. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, but the Dragons are, are almost the the polar opposite. You know, they were a club that that had a respectable season last year, and and coming into this year, a lot of people expected them to be you know there or thereabouts or improve. Yeah. But they've just gone from mediocre to worse, and I'm not sure what St George do from here. Um, I don't think they can get their season back on track. Um, I think Benji needs to be sent to the rugby league equivalent of a glue factory. Yep. Uh, but they've got some decent names there. They've got the Dugans, they've got the Aikens. Those guys can score points. They're, you know, Dugans a rep can player. They? And can they, though? Well, do you remember how good Aiken looked in City Country? Yeah, I do. But, I mean, can can you remember how good Aiken looked any time ever other than that? Mate, he's like been a, a fraction, solid... Like a handful of times. No, he's been Probably, a solid yeah. performer all year in a busted-ass team. Yeah, that's right. I am a what I'm saying is like there's a, low, there's, a, there's a low bar in the team. It's, it's like James Roberts last year with the Titans. Yeah, definitely. Look at him this year. But, yeah, true. Um, <laughs> Titans, though. He's a fucking super guy. But I, I, I'm not sure how they're going to attract players to their club. Yeah. And and there was... There seems to be big problems with the Dragons. I saw the headlines, but didn't read the articles. But they were saying, like... You know, like, they've got membership problems, they've got fucking debt, they've got, you know, obviously the on-field, you know, issues, like performance issues. Yep. Well, yeah, I, th- I think they suffered a little bit from... They might need to go to Perth for a breather. Really? The Perth Dragons. It's going to have the, the NRL's going to be like... It's going to be like the East Coast, West Coast fucking conferences, like, the way we're sending teams over there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... You know, they... They're, they're a club with a, a pretty decent heritage and and when they're, they're not even talking about signing anyone I haven't seen anything on on the waiver for them signing anyone for next year or any big name acquisitions yeah. um, it, it's about this time in the season where teams if they're not going to look to be playing finals or, or really giving it a crack then the fans are okay well we're looking forward to next year and we're yeah. talking about getting this player and if we do this and if we do this I've seen nothing for the Dragons yeah no I agree there's something about you know re-signing Benji. <laughs> yeah, I've so, heard yeah. conflicting reports on that. Of yeah, as well that they, they just don't want to borrow it. Yeah, it's way too know. much money. Well, I guess yeah, well, yeah, of course. I guess we'll find out though. Hey, um, where are we? At Lynn Shields, the highlight of this game was uh, Darcy Lussick live tweeting Pete's, but you probably didn't see it because you're blocked. That was true. Funny, didn't see it because I'm blocked. It's just uh, it's very ungrateful from Darcy Lussick blocking, you know, one of the, the captains of his fan club back in his time in Manly mm-hmm. in 2011, just because he went to Parramatta and, you know, maybe things were said. <laughs> <laughs> At Noughts and Crosses. Is this Astro Noughts renamed himself? It must be. Solid win by the Titans. Cheap shot from Birdie, but Grub's going to Grub. Tidy up the D around the ruck and we can compete. I saw an article saying that um, Greg Bird, the article, the headline was more... Uh, tantalising in the actual article itself but it was saying that Bird is running the risk of being like the most suspended player <laughs> ever he, I think he's, he's getting... about fourth on the, or third on the list but he's still pretty far yeah. away in terms of weeks he's like like a lot like he's got to get like another you know 15 plus oh, weeks like really? okay. it's not that close yeah. I don't think I mean they had guys around there like Danny like Danny Williams as well but Danny Williams his would have been 
the vast majority would have been that one time yeah. when he cleaned up O'Neill, yeah. right? Like so, so and, and things like that. I think I think Hopper was head and shoulders. Above, I mean, oh, yeah. but once again, his would have been you know from like that that like that that flying Galloway, elbow on yeah. Galloway. That was like a heap of weeks there. Yeah. So. Uh, I think Bird, I guess he's earned it just from grafting away. He's, just, you know, hard work, chipping away two weeks, four weeks at a time. He's getting dangerously close to being a negative sum total in terms of a player. Yeah, yeah. Um, where, where what he brings to the team in terms of leadership and heart is just offset by yep. the stupidity. Yep. And it's little things. You know, lots of times when, when players give away penalties or, or do something, the team will rally around them and there's the, the pats on the back or yep. the shit. But you actually see it now when Bird does that, he's by himself and there's players in the background shaking the head. Yeah. So that that's not a good situation to be in for Birdie. At uh, Mario C's, it's tough when one man has to take on an entire team by himself. And he's got hashtag, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. M-A double in. Matty McP25, regardless of what happens in a game, if you let Kurt Mann score a double, you should lose by default. <laughs> Cody Girdlestone <laughs> sent this to the Dragons and copied us in. The blood bank's in my area next week. Let me know if you need me to donate some heart. <laughs> and uh, the Green Machine pod. That's our mate Solzy with his Raiders podcast. This is what happens when the Dragons play a, full, a side full of Origin Star. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday night, the mighty Manly Sea Eagles 15 defeated the Warriors 14 over at NIB Stadium in Perth in front of a crowd of just over 11,000. Seagulls 15 came from tries to Tommy Turbo, Jorge Tofua, Cherry Evans with a field goal, Jamie Lyon, one of two conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Warriors, that double to Bunty of Fire. I know some people picked up, needed like, you know, a hundred grand player for Supercoach. They're like, oh, well, fucking throw this cunt in. <laughs> two tries, scores like 90 points. Um, Isaac Luke, two of two conversions and a penalty goal. Mm. Look, I'll, I'll defer this one to, to yourself for the most part, but again, I'll just stress you fucking imagine what Sean Johnson would be under a decent coach at another club? If if for some reason he ever wanted to chase success or, or have a passion for winning? Rather than just, you know, being close to mum. Yeah. Yeah, you know, at, at some stage he's, want to, he's going to want to get that ring, right? I'm not sure that he is. Yeah. You know what, he's... The problem with the coaching, it seems to be in the selections now. It's like it looks like they're going <laughs> to shop some other amazing young player. I, mean, yeah. I, I don't understand if it's like personality. Can he not get along with the players? Uh, he seems to you know be really sort of like punitive to some yep. of the players. You know that a, a coach should should if he can't get along with you know if I let's say if he can't get along with like Maori players, yeah, because they seem to be all the ones that are getting that are copping it. Yep then maybe he's not the right coach for the That's New Zealand it. Warriors side. Just yeah. saying. Um, but this one, fucking just heart. The heart of the the, the, the... the side have finally got the young nucleus, which is great because it's the ones that are going to take them forward for the next sort of decade. And they seem to have, you know, formed like Voltron and fucking... They want to win. That's And that's all you can ask for. Brad Parker, he's he's not been that great in, in Reggie's, but he gets his debut, gets a win first time. What sort of fucking Voltron is this? Fucking amazing, amazing Voltron. What are you talking about? It's the most powerful weapon in the galaxy. I mean, like so the princess would say. Stephen Hawking joins to <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, who joins to 
fucking Michael J. Fox. And <laughs> tries to- That's so, I don't know what kind of Voltron you're talking about, but that sounds like they probably build that down in Newcastle way. <laughs> but, um, first, first, fair to say the first field goal attempt from Daly Cherry <laughs> wasn't the greatest. Um, and it probably, you know, it'd be probably, well, it was a bit of a Christopher Reeve special, but the fact they had that game, they had that game. Fully lost in regulation time, the Warriors were in field goal range, yeah. and then in golden point time, they had the the greatest chances ever. And the fucking charge down from Jakey Turbo, mm. and then the presence of mind to follow through and grab the ball, and then the set they put on the back of that, where you had guys like Lussick and that. Lussick got something fucking ridiculous. Like I don't know, you you the stats man, but he got like over two hundred something meters. I thought. Darcy yeah. fucking Darcy fucking Lussick has become a rugby league player after so many years. <laughs> How did this happen? And who's responsible? Who who gets sued over this? Um, it's a, it was it was amazing to see um, Tommy Turbo continue. You know he's continuing to make that fullback position his own. He's not he's he's not super great on the on the the kick returns. Uh, he doesn't get a lot of space, but he's also got that kind of baby giraffe thing where his body hasn't quite filled out yet so yeah. if they if they catch him they can kind of snap him uh, snap him backwards kind of thing but um so your man Delos mm-hmm. had 210 run meters nice that's a now, fucking great effort man so that's all what, run meters what did Jakey T end up with um but the he young, had the young Gary Busey he had 120 meters in hit up Run meters. So what's the what's the other ninety come from? Just running all, back to, to defence. Yeah, no, just all all run meters. Yeah. So okay. yeah, maybe if he passes or yeah, um, is that? But eighty six percent tackle success. It's not too bad. And the other statistic: what did they finish up in terms of completions? They were, it was raining over there. It was actually pissing down. They finished one hundred percent at half time, and they, were, they it took them a long time before they didn't complete a set. Eighty five. Yes, okay, so they must have dropped off a little bit towards the end because they were 100% at half-time. Which you're going to do. You, yeah. you expect your possessions has to yeah. go down in the tail end of a yeah. game. You know, you've got fatigue setting in. Oh, but Yeah, yeah. So um, it was just, there's some really, really quality signs there. Um, still not really rolling ahead with the optimal lineup, but finally the optimal halves that's been proven, thank fuck, that that, uh, that Barrett, is, the Barrettius has, has figured it out finally to, to roll with the fucking uh, yeah. line Cherry Evans combination. Cherry Evans... It's getting better and better each time. Uh, now he's, he seems to be injury-free, well in the fucking rearview mirror, and he's just getting better and better. And obviously, you know, showing showing why he's considered widely considered to be the greatest halfback in the game ever. Um, yeah, Warriors, okay. though. You, you beat you, you beat a busted Warriors <laughs> in the rain. The bust, busted, busted Warriors. They had Sean Johnson. They got they got no RTS. Mm-hmm. They haven't had him for fucking all year. Even, when he, was, even when he was on the field, they didn't have him, though. <laughs> <laughs> that dude has not played one yeah. minute for the Warriors. Yeah, the, the Warriors <clears throat> lost themselves this game. You know, they, they just had no respect for the ball. They made far too many errors. They gifted merely too much ball. Yep. Um, and <clears throat> didn't take their opportunities when they came. Yep. So, so uh, MJ Eagle 23. Brad Parker must think the NRL thing is easy getting a win on debut. He should chat to Willie Arm about hard times. <laughs> Well, wouldn't that piss you off though? Like you go like you know do- a dozen games without a win. <laughs> Will, Will, Will I am's a fucking vet in the manly team. Now. He is. Will I Will I am is actually almost like a valued contributor at this <laughs> stage. But you know, good on Brad Parker. Yeah. Um, uh, where are we? Um, Mario Siegs. 
The Seagulls had the season carefully planned out. Everything's unfolding according to plan. Hash, results-driven business. Hash, fuck, Cuzzo. Who's a DG, of course, for Manly. Mm. And look, you know, the results are finally starting to fucking... They're out of first. <laughs> they're starting to move up the gears. <laughs> so we'll see how we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I mean, the jury is still out, but it's good to you know see them. Even if they weren't winning, it's good to see like the attitude and the way they're going yeah. about their games now. Is it's it's very pleasing. Angry stink. What a win! I might just sit back with a cigar and enjoy this first before I get up and clean up all this jizz. <laughs> yeah, so graphic. You, you need to clean your jizz before you light your cigar. This is word from the wise. Because um, Mate, you, know, the, you know, you don't often get a podcast host who's, um, who's starting a sex documentary. You know unless, so well, unless you're he's smoking, your pearls. <laughs> like the stub of one that you had earlier that day, <laughs> you're going to allow yourself at least forty-five, fifty minutes. Unless you're like Hannibal from the A Team, and you're just like you're already smoking it through before, during, and after. <laughs> you just had the cigar go on the whole time. Like just when you start your vinegar strokes, you put it out on your thigh. Like, mm. You don't. You just um, take a big drag. Just, just take a big drag. Just... I love it when a plan comes yes. together. No. Next time, mop up before you light up. Uh, rusty hard up. Oh, that's right. State of Origin's over, and there's no more reason to tip the Warriors for the rest of the year. <laughs> Rain hides tears. And uh, on a daily basis, on a daily basis, I feel the same way about Jake Turbo as real dad feels about Islanders and stepdad feels about stats. Has <laughs> a future Australian captain? Oh, I do too. I do too. I believe that my tweet after the game was all capitals. Talk something about, about accepting Jake, something about accepting Jake Turbo's seat. <laughs> it was funny. The uh, the family got to they got to run the gamut. That'd be of emotions with me at, at the end of that game because I'm watching it on I'm watching it on my phone on, the, on the, the app. Can you imagine what a head fuck that'd be that? if you were accepting his seed? Given that mean? he's like the world's slowest fast man or the world's fastest slow man. I just want to stop you right there because you've got a case of mistaken identity already. I'm talking about Jake <laughs> Jake Travoyevit, the, uh, the yeah, young Gary Busey, the one that plays in the forwards. Oh, sorry, every time you say Turbo, I think you're talking about Todd Byrne the second. No, there's the Turbos, mate. Oh, there's, more than, <laughs> there's more than one. The Tur- that sounds yeah. like a bad YouTube series. No, it doesn't. It sounds like Cartoon Network. It's uh, like some, something that comes on after Steven Universe. <laughs> the the Turbos. <laughs> sounds fucking awesome. Oh... Uh, the Brisbane Broncos, 30, defeat the Rabbitohs, 10 at ANZ Stadium. Crowd touch over 13,000. Broncos tries to Maranta, Hunt, double to Oates. Roberts also tried. Kahu, 3 of 3. Milford, 2 of 2 on the conversions. The Rabbits tries to Kiri and Cody Walker, and Cody Walker, 1 of 2 conversions. Tell you what, Corey Oates. <coughs> Runs like the clappers. Well... <laughs> Yes, yes. My my writing instrument is sick. <laughs> In <sighs> figure that one out, cryptic fucks. Uh... <laughs> um, yeah, South are you know again sticking to the the good old pre-recorded South review formula. You know they they had a a decent pack who who go out there and, and compete for sections in the middle. Yep. And I don't know if that's just, you know, how how they're playing or whether 80% of their forward pack play every week with a threat that if they lose, then 
Mrs. Burgess gets 50 minutes in the dildo power drill room. But it... It just... There, there's no... No strike. There's no reward for the forwards from for the work they're putting in. Yep. Um, losing Inglis was a, obviously a big loss. But, you know, Greg's been there for, for the majority of the season. And the performances haven't been very different. Um, yeah, I've talked before about behavioural players and and just talent players. Yep. And I think Greg Inglis is probably the greatest talent-based player that we've seen in the last 20 years. Whee. Can you imagine that cunt with a Thurston or Cronk-like work ethic? Mm. Coming back yep. every preseason fit Yep. And in form, yep. ready to go. <clears throat> yeah, he tapers um, for Origin. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm not sure that he's a leader that Souths need at the moment. Um, I think there's a good opportunity when Reynolds comes back for him to, to take the next step in his career and and really lead from the front and, and put his authority on this team. Um, the Broncos look better than they have, but you know they're, they're nowhere near the the level that I thought they were going to get to this year. Yeah. I feel a bit let down by the Broncos. Um, it, it's almost like I was just, you know, high on on the potential that they could there do. Was no reason to, there was no down. reason to think that they were going to do worse than last year. You know, you would expect... Admittedly, it was a high bar. Yeah, it was. But you would think... You would expect them to kind of back it up. And there's nothing to say that they're not going to eventually. There's plenty of time for them to turn it around and, you know, head further up the ladder but they played an absolutely diabolical side in Souths and they you know did what they had to do mm. and, and fairly yeah. impressively and comfortably again they've got some troops out um, but there's a lot that need, that can be said for the psychological advantage before a game yeah and the Broncos don't have it at the moment yeah you know teams facing them don't don't fear them like they're facing a, a Cronulla or a, a um, Cowboys or a Melbourne People are fearing facing Cronulla now. Well, Cronulla are on What a shite state of affairs the game is. Yeah, I know. It's freaking check for, you know, rivers turning to blood and frogs falling from the sky. Fucking end of days. <sighs> on a daily bailiff. Strange how rugby league seems to be going just fine while the pride of the league is so, so terrible. <laughs> Lynn Shields, uh, this, this uh, South West Broncos is so boring. I'm going to say how terrific the Trevojevich boys were earlier tonight. <laughs> Hashtag future of Manly. Earthboy 75, James Roberts having as much impact this season as my ribbed condoms have on my missus. Hash ribbed factor. Ooh. Nasty. So he's saying that the ribbed ones are having no impact on his missus then? Yeah. That's, it's quite, I'm having trouble unpacking it, to be honest. <laughs> Not sure what you're getting at there, Earthboy. <laughs> I couldn't catch a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't catch a metaphor. <laughs> but I can see you're horny like a stegosaur. <laughs> uh, okay, um, the, the Melbourne Storm 20 scraped past the Newcastle Knights 16. Hunter Stadium, uh, just over 10,500 in attendance. The Storm got a double to Cora Beastie. He's a player that's actually... I, I feel like he's a lost the rugby league. <laughs> the way yeah. he's going to see. Yep. Um, Gugu got a try and also Tohu Harris and uh, Cameron Smith, two or four conversions. The Knights 16 came from a double to Mamo. Uh, Brendan Elliott also with a try and Trent Hodkinson, two or three conversions. Yeah, there was some improvement for the Knights, but on the ad, out of this game, the biggest win, uh, you know, apart from the two competition points, was 
the Storm players who aren't Smith and Cronk. Mm-hmm. You know, generally in situations where the Storm are facing the team that's going to get the spoon. Yep. And it's turned into a, more of a contest than anybody anticipated. And they're still in it right down when yeah. it comes to the crunch. Yep. It's it's Smith or Cronk who just take control and, and drive them home. Yep. Coming back after Origin, those guys didn't have the tank of petrol that they normally have. And, and it was really good to see... Um, other players in the storm stepping up and and taking responsibility for the team. Yep. Uh, like in in the last fifteen minutes, you know, Gunny Guga did some very very tough work out of his own end. Yep. Um, which, which you know wingers and and centers are supposed to do, but he he really seemed to be putting in the extra effort to to try and get them home. You know, um, Jesse Bromwich is having a, a very very good season. Uh, Tohu Harris as well, I thought, especially in the later stages of this game, where he was you know, visibly fucked. He was absolutely gone. Um, yep. And I think probably should have been sent off for an HIA, but uh, it's that, that culture that they have of, well, no, when when things are tough, you step up and and put in put in more than you need to. Yep. For, for the Knights, there's plenty for them to be happy about. Um, it's... It's unfortunate that it takes a an old um, playmaker with two busted knees to come back and and be informed for them to look like they they're going to trouble any teams. Yeah, yeah. And you know he he's an interesting one. We we spoke about players who a little while ago the the greatest things that never were. Yep. I I still believe that if he hadn't had the crippling biscuit injuries that he'd had throughout his career that he would have been a, a state of origin staple for New South Wales just based on the stability of his game and yeah. and, and his foot but um, <clears throat> has he got another year left in him do you think? <sighs> yeah one? Because yeah no from, well, from everything I've seen at the Knights this year you know Hodkinson hasn't taken the reins yeah, but also then you get things like you see news articles where it's like the dragons are like you know trying to launch an audacious bid to 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 rip him out, you know because I think he's still contracted so like rip him out like you know of his last year and get him down there. Mullins. No, no sorry, Mullins. No, Hodkinson. Hodkinson. Was about, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mullins. Uh, Mullins. I just. Yeah. No, no other team would pick him up. He's too much of a risk. Um, Penrith, Penrith. I mean, he's he fits an injury profile that Penrith would enjoy. Would turn him into a hooker. <laughs> but he better be Peter Wallace. Better be Peter Wallace, though, right? He'd have to be um, for, the, for the times when he wasn't, you know, undergoing like you know ACL <laughs> surgery, reconstructions, nah, he's, and stuff. His elbow man this year. Um, yeah, this year. But you'll just heal those knees up nice and strong. Yeah, ready for the if, next injury. If, if he's got another year in him, then. God, I, you know, because like I said, Hodkins is not the guy that you're going to build a club around based on his performance this year. He's been underwhelming. Yep. Um, yeah, definitely. You, you're losing Sims and Matadi as quicker than you can replace them. Matadi's <laughs> 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 like bird eyes, though. Just, just hit the queen up for another for another batch. <laughs> um, but uh, look, it, if Newcastle can do nothing else, then for the rest of this year, take a couple of big scalps that no one expects them to. Yep. Then, then they'd almost consider this season a win after after what they've been through. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm not sure how they step up for next year. They can't. This this season cannot be considered a win. I mean, they've just they've had too many losses um, total, 
And I this this is not enough game. If they won every game till the end of the season, yeah, take something out of that shit. Oh no, but okay, you look at a, a bunch of kids who, by their own admission, a lot of them wouldn't be playing first grade if they were in other clubs. Yeah. Um, if they can come out, and if they can take an off form team that's that's in the eight. Oh example. yeah, if they can be like, a, but that's still not going to save a season. That's no, it's going to be like save a, little... a season, but it gives them that. It gives yeah. them the positives to talk about. Oh, yeah. you know, you remember when we did this, and this is what we're capable of. Yeah, and move into building next year because it'd be a shame if the Knights continue to languish down the bottom just for that area. You know, there's only so long that yeah, shame for that area. That area can deal with. Then there's other areas that would say shitness. fuck them. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just speculating. Huh. Who wouldn't care about <laughs> about them languishing and yeah. would have them languishing forever? I mean, Why is that? Oh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, it's not, it's like I'm sure the Manly area would love to see the storm languishing forever. I'm just saying, there's areas that would probably like to see them languishing forever. Uh. This isn't a fucking rugby league. Isn't a charity, mate. No, it's not a charity. I don't give. <laughs> I don't care how well teams do that's if some, they're not mine. That's some archaeological salt you found there. <laughs> that's some salt trapped in amber that you've got to fucking extract it's, it's, out. It's, it's not salt though. It's just the. It's just. It's just the general attitude that I have towards fifteen clubs in the competition. That like, that's going back to be to be salty at Newcastle. I'm not salty at Newcastle. Ago. No, no. It's just they're not my team. That's all I'm saying. It's like that movie with that that amusement park with creatures from the Jurassic period in it. <laughs> what the hell did they call that though? <laughs> Dinosaur Land, <laughs> something like that. I'm sure there's feel, a shitty feel, ripoff somewhere called like Dino Island. Yeah. <laughs> Pretentious um, world. I'd love to read some tweets about this one, but the only tweets I, I, that I could see that to us were actually really presumptuous Newcastle ones, thinking that they were going to win that game, and they were obviously sent during the course of the game and not uh, not at the conclusion. Ugh. The Penrith Panthers 22 defeated the Parramatta Ls 18. Pepper Stadium just over 15,000 in attendance. It's a good crowd for the old Pepper. Uh, the Panthers tries to. The political love child, Reagan Campbell Gillard. <laughs> Tyrone Peachy, Bryce Cartwright, and Josh Mansour clearly three or four conversions. And the Eels, 18, gave it tries to Ferrimo, a double to French, and Clinton Gutherson. Uh, Gordon, one of four conversions. Really, the difference in the game from a guy who's generally far more reliable. <sighs> Just to uh, show you my notes on this game. <laughs> Griffin ball, fuck you, can't you can't Griffin ball? <laughs> this was anti. This was opposite of Griffin ball, though. No, it's like you had the shit early, and it, you, and then you did the comeback thing. No, it, it was like the, it was if the eels were coached by Griffin. It's the whole. <laughs> it's that whole attitude, and and almost culture at Penrith at the moment. That it's that well, no matter what happens, we'll we'll be able to drag ourselves out of it without actually having done that enough times to avert that attitude. Yep. Um, the the shit that he was going on with, like that that game should never have been that close. Yeah. For a team like Parramatta that's had all of the shit going off the field, that had the number of players out in key positions that they had, yep. to lose more players in key positions that they had, like realistically you could almost say the only reason we won that game was because Bo Scott was defending in the centres. Yeah. When it comes down to it, yeah, um, that that was a pantsing. And the thing that fucks me off is, with all of these bad performances, when we keep jagging wins like this, it obscures the fact that they were exactly yeah ratchet eighty percent eighty percent losses. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
yeah, and, and some of the comments that came out after this game where Griffin was saying that, oh, yeah, you know, I, I think that um, that Cardi had a brilliant game and the rest of the team needs to learn to adapt to him and what he's trying to create. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, read like, the, read this spastic's mind, everyone. <laughs> I grant you all the gift of, of, of telekinesis. <laughs> so basically he wants our attacking formation to be Cartwright and six players running behind him in a semicircle because he may pass the ball in any direction at any time. <laughs> it it just boggles the mind. He's Car- um, Cartwright is the most rugby league live player mm, I've seen in ages yeah. where if you're, you're controlling it's- him and you press the button to pass <laughs> and it just fucking sprays. <laughs> <laughs> that game was so bad. He's just coded by a really, really, really poor, yeah, um, poor uh, rugby league engine. And all he's doing... Is destroying Bryce Cartwright. You know, yeah. Bryce yeah. Cartwright should be playing. You know, if if he wants to float both sides of the field, play him at lock. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I don't know. Give the kids some instructions. See he follows them. But it uh, just, I know it's a novel thing. But um, yeah, you it, know, it, seems it to work for Bellamy. That's all. Yeah. It it does. It really does seem. And you're right. You know, it does seem like he's going out there and going. Oh no, boys, just um, throw around a bit. Yep. Uh, you'll create something. And the lack of that rugby league in its purest form is a, a large part about who manages fatigue best, who performs best in in the back half of of halves when when you're tired and and things aren't going according to plan. Yep. And when teams like Penrith aren't building any pressure, earning the right to have these attacking raids, and I feel like a fucking broken record every week, but. They're not taking anything out of their defence. Yeah. And that's, I think, part of the reason why we've had so many close games this year, be they wins or defeats, but we're not taking anything out of our opponents, and so at no stage in the game are our opponents actually out of the contest. Yep. We can put on three tri-flurries, but if that those three tri-flurries are, are in three sets... Yeah, and, and they're coming that, back from... And they're bringing you from a deficit to even yeah. or just in front or something like that, then, yeah. Then there's no, there's no, um, you know, uh, attrition to yep. the other the other team and, and their energies. But uh, I thought Josh Mansour was fantastic in this game, backing up from State of Origin. Yep. Uh, I, I really hope that he becomes a real leader in the club because he he's the sort of player that we need. He's that player that is well, like, fuck something flashy. Get the ball in your hands and fucking run hard that way and break a few tackles and make them work to pull you down again. Yeah, it, it's as simple as that. Um, for Parramatta, I thought they did very, very, very well considering all the shit they had off the field. Norman not being there, losing Jennings. Gutho's awesome. Um, fucking isn't he a half and a half? <laughs> He's a fucking star. <laughs> Wish Manly hadn't let him go. Yeah, Trentius. I was going to say, can you imagine him playing next to DCE at the moment? Yeah, or, or he would have just easily you know slotted into the centres or something. Like he would have had a, a steady position in the side this year for sure. Yeah, given the injuries in the back line and so on. But uh, look, hindsight's perfect. But um, oh, it, let's face it, there's not a single fan that was happy about him going. Yeah. everyone loves Gutho. Um, but no, un- unless Penrith drastically changed their attitude, uh, and and I'm not sure why the Cronulla game wasn't a rude enough awakening for them. Yeah. But unless there are some drastic changes there in terms of defensive attitude, um, and and some attacking structure not stifling structure you don't want to say that you must do this and then kick here and everyone knows what's happening all the time um, then 
then there's no way we're even going to challenge for for an eighth spot into the finals. Very, very, uh, very down after a win there, mate. I don't, I'm, I'm not down after the win. You know, it was great that they came back, and and you're always happy with the two competition points. I just, I'm just struggling. To, I'm just struggling to deal with a co-host that's so realistically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to this. I'm surprised you're not. I'm, I'm surprised you're not declaring yourself premiership favourite at this point. That's usually what's happening. I'm, I'm frustrated more than anything, and yeah. I, I know we've got playmakers out. But yeah, no, my my biggest fear is that Bryce Cartwright is forever head fucked by what's happened this season. Yeah. Um. And and just turns into one of those greatest things that never was. Turns into a bit of a. What am I thinking of? Like an Adam Cuthbertson. Oh. <laughs> He used to love spraying offloads as well. <laughs> the Blue Steelers. I think the L's got ripped off tonight. Hash smoke a bone. Hash end of days. Ma underscore Aaron. Parramatta need to win eight from their last seven games. The board is confident they can do it. The biggest tiger. Heart attack footy. Don't know how the Panthers and L's fans got through that one. Mm. Voodoo Rock. <laughs> Another one for your sphincter. Uh, wingers playing 5-8. Second row is playing in the centres. We turned into the West Tigers today. <laughs> MJ Eagle 23. Tough on the L's, all these injuries. If only they could afford a bigger squad. <laughs> and final word goes to Wally Frogmore. If only more French were as fast as Bevan, they wouldn't have been cleaned up by the truck in Nice. Oh, that works on so many levels. Hey, the only thing would have been, yeah, I mean, yeah, if uh, if a certain Fijian winger was was in the in the game. And there could have been more ties made. by a semi. Yeah. Yeah. The Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 32, defeated the Sydney Roosters, 20 at Allianz. Just over 9,000 in attendance on Monday night foot, bitch. And uh, the Sharkies, 32, came from tries to Holmes, Bird, Lewis, a double to Fecky, Chad Townsend, also with a try. Maloney, three or four conversions. Chad Townsend got one as well. The Roosters, 20, came from tries to Mitch Orbison, Connor Watson, Dale Copley, Daniel Tupo, um, SST with two conversions. And, uh, yeah, Connor Watson and Latrell Mitchell had a crack, but they both missed with their only attempts. Yeah, I think the, the Sharks were just a little bit more professional on the night than the Roosters. The Roosters looked better in patches than they have for a, for a long time. Mm-hmm. But then someone must have you know run out with the Sportsmate app and showed them where they actually sit on the table. <laughs> and they they very quickly reverted to the uh, the dropsy-dropsy Roosters. But um, it, it, you look at Young Towns and for the Sharks and he looks just as damaging this season as you know a, a young DCE did for for Manly when he was first running around um, down, as you know Hunt Milford looked for for Brisbane last year so oh, fuck. just in in his confidence and in his effectiveness yeah um, that that's just why I think again it shows the importance of of a forward pack that's going forward and working well together and and putting in effort yep um, that that's a luxury that he's got, and hopefully it, it helps him out for the rest of the career. The the sharks at the moment look like a a poor man's Bellam, poor man Bellamy's team. You know they're, <laughs> they're they're obviously not as well drilled. Yeah. But everybody in that team seems to know what his job is in relation to the other players. Yep. And everyone's going out there and executing. Yep. So it's not. It's not at Bellamy level where it's you know robot computer programmed. I think that's just. Know, I think that's accuracy. been a problem for the Sharks. I think they sort of kind of have been that that kind of level at times, mm. and but had nothing else like no yeah. creativity. You know, this, this time there's actually some players that've got a little bit of creativity in them, yep. and they can uh, they can put on some points now. Finally, but at the, last. the Roosters 
you know, they've had their fair share of issues on, on and off the field this year. But when you look across that team, it doesn't really justify their positional ladder. You know, if you look at our teams, just for example, yeah. then they have just as many, if not more, injury Recent. or missing player concerns. Yeah. And the Roosters have, um, you know, one, two, three, four, you know, what is that, four or five representative or ex-representative players? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there's been times when those guys have been out too, like until recent weeks. They've been out for most of the year sort of thing too. Like, you know, you guys like your, you know, like Letters and, you know, and Pierce yeah, and that, they've been out for large tracks of the season. So. But again, in, look in your case, you know, TCU's been out for most of the season up until yep. recent weeks. Yep, yep. You know, Penrith have had no regular halves combination for the entire year. Yep. So, um, I think it, it goes more towards a, a cultural thing, a, an effort thing within the Roosters. You know, you, you look at players like Ferguson, um, who somehow got picked for fucking state of origin, but at club level, he's phoning it in. Yeah. Each week. Has been all, absolutely all phoning it in. Um, I'll concede that he was, he was great last year for a lot, for a large part, but this year, absolutely worthless. Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, Latrell Mitchell is one of those young players coming through that's very, very good in attack, uh, yep. which is the easiest part of a fullback's job. Yep. And and as long as he learns that positional play, and and learns to pick his moments as to when to insert himself in a game and, and when to hang back, um, he's going to be a very, very interesting prospect. Whether he stays here, he'll stay there next year with Gordo going in. Yeah, yeah. They're not going. I don't think they're going to stick Gordo out on a wing. Oh, I don't know what they're going to do positionally, but I don't think... I mean, he seems to be a player that's, you know, like a project player, a future yep. guy for them. I don't think they're going to get rid of him. I mean, on the flip side, someone like, you know, Hastings, he seems... Although he, late last year, he he combined really well with um, with Maloney when, when Pierce was gone. And yep. then now this year, you know, you would obviously think that he'd be the, he'd be the guy to be with Pierce in the halves now Maloney's gone, but... You know, for yeah, it's whatever, not working, is it? Well, I think there's there's an attitude thing, or at least there's like uh, there's a, a thing between him and the coach, or something like that. For, for whatever reason, I don't think he's fitting, and he'll probably get moved on. But yeah, well, there you go. There's a you know the the contrast. Yeah, you know you you look at Townsend versus Hastings. Yeah, you know I think what's has Townsend got one year, two years on him. Oh, he'd have to be two, wouldn't he? Because yeah. it's his first year back. So, um, but. The you know, completely chalk and cheese, and and both. Of oh, these you mean kids, age though? Like, oh, age towns would have way more on him, wouldn't he? No, 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 no. I'm talking about in, in terms just, of, of seasons. Yeah, yeah. Season experience, but I still he's yeah, he'd still have at least two. Fuck two, no more than that because he's got sharks. But he had sharks with them warriors, then sharks again. His year at sharks, so he would have been t- two years at the warriors. So it's three, then plus he probably would have been two years at sharks before that. So fuck, he'd have is a, he five years already. Yeah, I reckon oh, he'd, be, fuck, he'd have to, wouldn't he? Okay. Um, He'd have to be at least, wouldn't he? Uh, have to be. I'm sure there's a big fan of the, the Sharks that would let would the us know when, but, he, um, when, he, uh, you know, when his coming out party was. That's one of those things that you you look at um, at Hastings and, and his entry into the top grade <laughs> yep. behind a forward pack that's struggling to get any sort of form together and yeah. and with outside backs that aren't, aren't really uh, dangerous, apart from Mitchell. But, yep. Um, yep. mate, Val Holmes... Uncharacteristically poor, dropping balls, and I there was a couple of times he he was going to take passes, and yeah, normally you, when knock-ons happen, the pass goes out, and you just see yep. them glance up at the defence. Yep. Val Holmes has started to look over his shoulder. 
as passes are coming to him. Yeah. He's glancing to the crowd. He's glancing behind him. He's like he's being spooked getting by death, something. Getting death threats or something, you think? Yeah. You know? You know what it is. Got a feeling it's uh, it's in relation to your tweet. Which <laughs> 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 is champion, but yeah. So what you, I mean, you, you, he's, he's, he's basically... He feels like he may be sexually assaulted at any time, is what you're saying. He always feels like somebody's watching him. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the vicious vicious rape is, is, is in his near future. It's like that... What was that song? The, the, that guy that said he always felt like someone was watching him? <laughs> this is what a thing this is now. <laughs> what a thing. <laughs> it's almost like that... It's almost like that song. I don't, I'm not sure what it's called, but it's kind of like every step he takes, right? <laughs> that every movie makes... <laughs> Yeah, um, that there's... Someone's watching you. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, but that person just can't see. Yeah, I mean, that he belongs to me. Yeah. I'm sure his cruel heart aches. Um, yeah, looking at the shark's draw for the next little while, what's the record, 19? Uh, I don't know, maybe. I I I think it's 19. I, I have trouble thinking about those things because in this day and age, it's just, you know, it doesn't happen. But it seems it's like attainable. Goody. Yeah, it's yeah, attainable. They've gotten rid of the tough part of their draw. Yep. Early on, and they've had a soft. They've had a soft draw anyway yeah. for the most oh, part. Yeah. yeah. So even if they get the record, it will forever be asterisk soft. Oh, draw. definitely soft yeah. draw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hashtag soft draw yep. on, their, on their record. There won't be a record because it's it soft draw. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I'm happy with that. <laughs> Beer Boy one eight two said uh, he's a blue Tuesday rant. Beer Boy he loves he loves cheating the Twitter machine, loves cheating it by you know doing something in Notepad and then just pasting a screenshot in. <laughs> but, uh, the level of saltiness for the normally placid Roosters fan is at an all time high. I appreciated that a lot of fifty fifties went Sharks way, and Tupo got that try. He did, but don't blame the rest when you've got Fingers Fergo standing out there, let three tries in himself, gets binned, and then drops the game equalising try, only for it to be scooped up and ran ninety minutes to be a twelve point try. That's actually a fair, a fair, yep, a fair uh, summing up of the game. Uh, ben R forty seven. My favourite part of that game was when Ferguson blew any chance of a comeback with that knock on that turned into a try. Hashtag fuck Fergo. Nice work. Luke Shark seventy four. No dicks tonight. Just a sack of puppies for Sydney Roosters. Enjoy up up Cronulla. We were crap, but you were shit. <laughs> uh, Ma underscore Aaron. Up till now, when saying fourteen in a row in Cronulla, it meant how many plays in a row jacked off while Matty Johns tag team the waitress. Truth. Yeah. Giannis on score, Mateus. With the amount of dicks, be- with the amount of bags of dicks being handed out by the sharks, I fear for our ability to reproduce. Speak for yourself. Yeah, I, f- I feel I feel my my ability is, is undiminished because I'm, I'm I'm not handing them out when Cronulla win. I don't care. Are you handing out your own dick? Yeah, why, I do. I why think is your ability to reproduce diminished? Uh, and you're a Dragons fan too, so you it's like your your worst enemy wins, so you're still sending your own. Like, is that... It's another one I'm having trouble unpacking. Dragons fans, are you that hard done by that you now have some sort of weird self-loathing thing where you need to chop your own dick off and send it to Cronulla fans to give out to... That's like the most, like, you know, masochistic fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah, I'd expect that from, like, a Cowboys fan or something, but... Oh, yeah, but even, like, Cowboys fans, they're out of there now. They don't have to worry about that shit. They've they've tasted success. It's like a Knights thing. Even the night, nice, you know, getting in, you know, like nailing, nailing bits to boards and, you know, getting the women to stilettos and shit <laughs> to grind them out. But yeah. Raiders, doggies, cowboys, and the West Tigers all had a bye. Hmm. 
Previews for round 20. Kicks off Thursday night football, 1300 teeth. The Cowboys take on the Doggies. Cowboys at home, purely based on on form recently. I think they'll... Post-origin, off a buy. So let's let's say a much-needed buy, well-rested. They've got a lot of origin representatives. Um, I'm sure those guys would have appreciated and made great use of the uh, extra week off. Yes. Um, Yeah, I, I think... North Queensland will be starting to turn their head on now. And Rory Cost Jason playing for a marquee contract. <laughs> <laughs> With Newcastle. <laughs> Fuck, I tell you what, if he gets Newcastle, yeah. we should get a cut of that. Because there is no way in the world... If he's like their, their number one... Well, the priority. other thing, they're fucking funny, but yeah. Newcastle were allegedly looking at picking up Robbie Farrah for one year. Yeah, that, then, was, that was... There was talk about that. That was like last year talk, wasn't it? When he was going to get the Reggie's drop. Yeah, no, no. Well, well he's, he's been on their books, on their radar. On their books. They've been establishing... <laughs> what kind of fraud is that? <laughs> they've, they've been establishing, uh, you know, breadcrumb stockpiles yep. to get him down there. And then all of a sudden, they've heard on the podcast that anyone in the fucking world is better than Rory Farrah. Even Rory mm. cost fucking Jason. And now... You sold him a little more enthusiastically than that. Oh, Yeah. But he's don't, don't he's on the radar. Yeah, yeah. So I want to cut finders fee. Rory. Yep. Uh, on the game though, I think just well rested Cowboys until further notice. I think uh, you have to yeah. Cowboys home. Yep, that's it. You'll uh, you'll win more than you lose. Brisbane Broncos take on the Penrith Panthers at Suncorp Friday Night Football. I imagine you'll be out at this one, right? I will be. And uh, un- unfortunate because you're going to get fucking smashed. Yeah, um, I, I think this one's a real lost opportunity. Uh, if, if we'd have taken any sort of lessons from how we've been playing for the last little while, then this would be a prime time to get Brisbane. They're definitely not in, in the best form. Yep. Um, we've already fucked them over once this season. They were in better form then yeah. than they are now, to be exactly. honest. So, um, going with more confidence. You're going to do it again. You've done it once, you can do it again. No, definitely do it again. Yeah, Wallace with a field goal. No, I won't even take a field goal. You yeah. wouldn't buy that much. Um, but uh, but no, I think Brisbane at home again. Yep. Too strong. And with the strike power they've got against our brittle, 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 brittle defence, um, <laughs> put your house on Roberts to score nine tries. Nine tries. It's sure you call it Corey Ozo. He'll be first try scorer, right? Well, I'll, I'll be on him anyway yeah. because of the... Um, What's Midjigger first try scorer? The first try. Yeah. Yep. yep okay. If he doesn't score the first, he'll score one. Yeah, yeah, sure. So Roberts, eh? Hey? Oh, interesting. Mm. I still think Broncos are going to win, and I think they'll be fairly comfortable. Well, look, if they're serious, yeah. they'll be fairly comfortable. South is such a hard team to benchmark against because they've sometimes they've been they've they've been losing, but sort of toughish like in it but then there's games where there's been hopeless and and I feel like they're getting to the more hopeless stage now so that yeah. Broncos win is kind of par yeah but we'll see what happens against the team that maybe puts up a bit more a little bit more resistance that's it the Raiders take on the Warriors GIO in the afternoon on Saturday in Canberra yeah Canberra in Canberra is a thing yeah um, three o'clock in the afternoon not so much as a thing though but um it's the, the Warriors away from home the Warriors a lot of travel too yeah, over to Perth, New Zealand, Perth, back. Oh, is it an early game? Yeah, okay. Yes, that's the early game. So the, but, sun, the sun will be shining. And you know what? The the Raiders finding themselves in fifth spot on the ladder now. They're, they're in that interesting point where they've got that uh, the draw yep. against them. So they're on an odd number of points. Um, every win for them can be crucial. 
Yeah. Every win and every loss can be crucial. Uh, and especially with their for and against not being as good as Brisbane's. Yep. They're really going to want to win every single game um, that they have an opportunity to, to to stay in touch with that top four. Yeah. And uh, the man, the, the most eloquent player, Charlie Gubb, looks like he's going to be out for up to seven weeks with a shoulder charge, charge within the Manly game. Which is in the territory of not playing again this year unless the Warriors make the finals. Yeah. So... Um, it's unfortunate. Unfortunate they lost their X factor. Hang on. What, so seven weeks. What happened yeah. to the pl- what happened to the player he shoulder charged? Nothing. I think. I don't. This is the thing. I don't even remember it being that bad. So Greg English shoulder charges, breaks a jaw, gets three weeks. Gets three. Yeah. Did Gub fight it? I don't know. It's 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 happening while we like while we're talking now. Uh, okay. We'll probably go to Twitter and see see what the outcome was. But um, I'll just do a quick, I'll just do a quick search on Twitter yeah. for Gub and see what uh see if anything comes back there because uh, he didn't get his shoulder charge downgraded so he was seven weeks so yeah boom seven fucking weeks I mean he had loading and stuff like that did he have nails in his shoulders <laughs> yeah, yeah did, did he did hit him with one of those things that the that like uh, the, the, the police like the drug cops used to knock down doors yeah. those fucking metal bar things like, put C4 on his face and write the word shoulder on it and then set it off yeah yeah it's a yeah look I don't remember it being that bad I, I, I mean no, was it, it wasn't late was it we're doing, we're doing we're doing the show right now so I can't go and go yeah. and look for the footage to watch it or anything yeah. but I, I, honestly watching that game live I haven't watched it since watching that game live I don't even remember anything that I was like oh fuck that was terrible so mm. We've got to see a headline here with saying Lussick slams the match review committee for the for the Gub shoulder charge. Um, it didn't even attract the penalty. There we go. This is why he's a grade two charge um, after the match vision was analysed, and he was uh, in a three man tackle on Lussick in the game, and uh, he's had two prior offences that carry fifty percent loading. So that's why that that contributes to the seven weeks on the sideline. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he challenged it, uh, didn't get downgraded. Yeah. Okay. And so if he did an early guilty plea, he would have got five. But he's tried to challenge it and uh, and lost. Lost. He yeah. fought the law. He fought the law. The law won. Snake eyes and all that. So, yeah, I think Amber will take this one. Unlucky. Yep, for sure. The Gold Coast Titans take on the L's at Hope Solo Coliseum. Well, the L's. I mean, the we we don't have Corey Norman again. Uh, who no, knows we what don't. the deal with him coming back is? Don't have Norman. Don't have Jennings. Dare to dream. Hmm. Dare to tit. I'm not sure the Eels can do that two weeks in a row. Um, I think they surprised a lot of people with how they came out. Last I still week. think they're going to play with. Uh, I still think they're going to play with the heart. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be but, enough. But again, 80, 80 minutes of it, and then to come up short so close last week was was pretty tough. Yep. Um, and and I think just the the Titans on the upward trajectory they're on will uh, will be a little bit too much given their massive home field advantage <laughs> sorry I tried not to laugh <laughs> yeah there were like six people there yeah, yeah the Melbourne Storm take on the Roosters Saturday night down at the Melbourne Rectangular Stadium whatever the official name is at Amy Park um, look I think the Storm they have games like last week yeah. they kind of get them out of their system the games are always in the wake of origin they yeah. get it out of their system Munster's better for the you know he's be, he's he's better and yeah, moving past back. Uh, look, 
I think the Storm can uh, do a number on the Roosters here. They're actually polar opposites. Melbourne have had uh, 14 wins and 3 losses. And Roosters have had 3 wins and 14 losses. Okay. Mm. Look, the Storm at home. Yeah. Look, they're going to win the game. The, the Storm versus the Roosters. You know, based on form. And especially you when, you, when you've got... Like the the, the defence of the likes of Blake Fer- Ferguson and Daniel Tupo out wide, <laughs> compared compared and contrasted with the Fijian awesomeness of Cora yeah. Beastie and Gunagugu. Well, if, if you had to if you had to rank the Roosters top three attacking pluses, mm-hmm. one of them would be Tupo in the air. Yes, and that is completely negated mm-hmm. and probably fucked over mm-hmm. by the storm. Yeah, and then you've got Ferguson, who is just going to... He's just going to get absolutely fingered yeah. by his opposite number. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah, he'll he'll mentally check out the first time he's dusted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely will. The Sharkies take on the Knights at Reclaim Australia Stadium down the Shire. Yep, this will be 15. Yeah, well, this is, yeah, I mean, the Knights, they showed some promise, but they lost some troops. Yeah. As well. Uh, they went down fighting, but they, there, was, there was an injury toll, and they, this is a team that did not need another injury. Yeah. So, Sharks are going to win this one. They're going to win it well. Ben Barber's going to score two tries mm. um, to get around that. And, uh, yeah, it's 15, and soft draw in action. Yep. Dragons to take on the Tigers. ANZ Stadium, Sunday afternoon, Channel 9 game. I, I think the Tigers can run away with this one. I, th- I think they should absolutely flog them and- too. And I think if the Tigers are going to start making a run for the eight, seriously, then they need to address their for and against. Mm-hmm. And I think they have an excellent opportunity here to put a double-figure lead. But Robbie Farrell was named in the side on Tuesday in the number 16, off the bench. Linchpin of the successful form they've been having of late. He's been dropped to reserve grade. Jason Taylor just seemingly... He's just got a taste for destabilisation. <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure what the rationale is. This story only kind of broke out before we started recording, so we didn't really... There hasn't been an, enough time for people on either side to start making statements about it. Oh, I think Jason Taylor's just seen the success of this Uber thing and its disruptive <laughs> nature. And he doesn't know what the fuck it is. It might be the sequel to that card game you know. Um, and he's just trying to disrupt the Tigers' preparation as much as possible. Just trying to get trying to get punched in the face again at the, in the postseason party. <laughs> he's just got a fucking hankering for it again. But I think I think the Tigers like the Tigers should win. I don't personally think that I don't think that the Robbie Farrow thing is going to be incredibly destabilising for them. But if it is, look, could the, be the com the com comments from their halves after he was brought back and yep. played on the bench. The comments from the halves were basically, well, fuck, when Robbie actually does what he's told to do. Yeah, and it's awesome. when yeah. what he's told to do is to give us early ball and fast service, mm-hmm. he's a great member of the team and we love having him in the team. Mm-hmm. You know, again, hypothesizing, Robbie came back from Origin, won the third state of Origin game. He's a fucking hero. He's had Gallant pulling his dick all week, telling him what a crucial fucking member of the team he's been and thanks for all the good times, Robbie. Um, pretending like they didn't lose almost every fucking game they played together. <laughs> and Robbie's come back with a bit of an ego, mouths off at training, boom, you're cut too. Yeah. 
it's very into the, this it's it's fascinating the timing and all that sort of stuff so and that's going to come out obviously we're going to release a show and it's still going to be out there um mother night for bitch south sydney rabbitos take on the mighty manly sea eagles at allianz and uh geez if the rabbitos can roll up like they did last week and the sea eagles can roll up like they did last week yeah good for and against injection for the Seagulls look I just want to see I just want to see improvement in the way they're playing um, Willie Arm returns to the side after after his week off Lewis Brown in the centre is not something I'm a massive fan of and the other thing that I wasn't a fan of last week was Nathan Green's defence pushing in and leaving mm. gaps on, on his on his outside side and that's the, the gap in which you know Bunty what's his face scored the, the only points that Warriors mm. you know, achieved through the game otherwise if the other guys can keep rolling on like they're rolling, then man, very happy, and uh, hopefully, hopefully they can keep it going. I mean, the, the yeah. interchange bench is a little bit uh, mixed up from last week, so I'm not sure what the deal is there. Nate Miles in 16, so I guess he's looking to come back. Although it is an extended bench, so um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure you're going to flog them. I, I don't think you're going to get that massive for and against, but I do think the Manly will win and and not struggle to do so. Geez, I hope so. Good fucking use some easy ones. is full time for episode 231 thanks for listening everyone as always you can interact with us on twitter so follow at TWI league we're also on facebook.com forward slash this week in league uh, hit the like button share the post uh, see the guys that do that week in week out thank you very much really appreciate it um, had a couple of reviews just after we uh, went live last week actually M Luke five stars I can safely say without hyperbole that, that this week in league that this week in league is the X factor of the podcast world the language is about as civilised as you would expect from a Serena Bunn-loving Penrith supporter and refs faulting Manly fans. They cast their single eyes over Rugby League's week that was. If you can put up with Nate and stepdad whinging and rationalising their undefeated asterisk teams of destiny's woes for about an hour and a half, there's usually a couple of minutes of informative, insightful Rugby League content and, of course, a whole lot of X-Factor. The Tigers may be in decline, but the podcast certainly isn't. Do your trifle and ass a favour and download it now. A fitting podcast for the greatest game of all. Hashtag Real Talk. Thank you, sir. Yeah, nice one. And to be fair, like, you know, say what you want about me, but, but stepped out here, he's not really windy and rationalising that. <laughs> he's actually, like, surprisingly realistic. <laughs> no, it's quite aggravating. Um, you know, he, he doesn't, he doesn't pump, he can never be accused of <laughs> just mindlessly pumping his team's tyres up. Look, as close as that as I get is calling out people's cuntishness for unwarranted yes. hate on Matt Moylan. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, because it was unwarranted, and they are cuntish. It was very, it was very warranted for his previous two games. However, they were, they were using that to colour the, the they were looking through that prism at what he actually did in game three. Yeah. That's what you're trying to say. The best league podcast, five stars by one two three machine one two three. This is the best league podcast by a mile. They don't bore you um, with garbage you hear on a daily basis regarding the game. They know their stuff and are genuinely funny. All lies, but thank you, sir. Very appreciated. Um, Send you 20 bucks in the mail. Yeah, Supercoach, the Wendells maintain their lead. NZ underscore Magpie 54 in second place. And uh, let me check the scores. Not too far behind, actually. And uh, then we've got the Pool Sharks, Bobbers, Too Much Tuners, Dave's Doggies, Ram and Robbo plummeted. 
Silver Foxes, Far Q All and Ives Seagulls. And the tipping Whitey takes a sole possession of the lead on 103. Then we've got a tie for Lemon and David Kingston. Those three are always battling at the top. They're one point back. Two points back is a break. We've got JB and Desi's Ducks. Two points back from those guys. We've got Bulldog, Wixie, SNS, Marla. And one further point back, we've got Erebus Chaos. Axe is on. And another point back, John Zambelli. So we've got a split now of seven points from 10th to 1st. Uh, and this time, you know, it's getting harder to make up these points at the end of the year. So yeah. uh, it's getting time when any, any lead's a good time to have a lead. Yep. Um, and that's pretty much it. It's all we've got time for. Um, you got anything else you want to add this week? No, all good, man. Let's get out of here. Awesome. All right, see you next week. Love your footy. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.